And that was the latest single from Reign of Mystique called Ready, Set, Go. Now available anywhere you stream your music. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the fabulously talented Jory Avner Music. Jory is a singer-songwriter out of the great city of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I keep forgetting, is it Illinois or Illinois? I think it's just Illinois. They get weird about it over there. I don't know if Jory gets weird about it. Jory, do you get weird about Illinois or Illinois? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Illinois. As a Midwesterner, I should know this. I should know this well. But I do not. At last, I am just a uh, a man without a home, I suppose. A man without a home. You can find a Jory Abner music. Oh, he's live right now. Oh, awesome. Maybe I'll go in there and, and talk and, and say hi. Here, let's listen to a little bit of what he's doing. Are you still taking notes? Will you have anyone to talk to? Castle walls that you could walk through. Do the dead believe in ghosts? Are you lost in some old building with over encouraged only children? There you go. There's a little bit of his smooth and soothing voice. I, I really do like Jory's voice. Oh, and he's wearing a Let's Get Weird hat. I gotta get that hat. Matt Suarez Music has a hat that says Let's Get Weird, and I think that's gonna be my next cap that I'll be wearing around. Yeah, and because I love Matt. But so Matt and Jory actually played together at the 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 glow stick willy festival called willy town and that's sort of how i heard about jory because matt and jory are tight and they played together and uh he was actually supposed to go to labor day weekend with me and matt and but he ended up picking up some gigs so he couldn't do it but it was definitely it, w- it would have been good time with jory because jory was going to ride back with us and everything so yeah anyways so jory is a, a, an awesome dude from chicago illinois I, I, he's not from chicago but he's a transplant over there well you'll find out all about that once uh you listen to the podcast so go find jory at twitch.tv slash jory abner music and that's j-o-r-y a-v-n-e-r music go get yourself some jewelry uh okay so jewelry's coming up here in just a moment but first go to rainmystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e and go check out her latest single called ready set go uh ready set go is a play on uh the sonic character dr eggman um, it, it's all about Sonic and, and, and Dr. Robotnik and stuff. So it is a very uh, fun and fast song. As you can imagine, Sonic is a quick guy there. So go check out Ready, Set, Go, the latest single from Random Mystique. She's also streaming four days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Whoa. Nope, well, that's her website. But that's also how you spell her to find her on Twitch four days a week, streaming from... 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mondays through Thursdays. So go and get yourself some Reina. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. Go find us two days a week, Mondays and Fridays. Blah, what is Jesus? Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
come and get yourself some love. You can also find uh, We Speak English Good, or at least WSEG. We have music on Spotify, which you can find in the show notes. It's uh, WSEG. We have three singles out right now, Hot Boy Summer, Hamburger 2099, and the theme song, which is just the theme song to this show, which is just one minute of pure hot fire. So there you go. Go get yourself some WSEG. Um what else we got here you can go like and subscribe like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram tiktok discord all of it we're it's all there all the links are in the show notes you can also subscribe to us on apple itunes follow us on spotify subscribe on youtube or twitch you can also leave a review for the show it is very helpful and it's very free way to support the show and if you write a review we will read it on air so go to your apple itunes or anywhere you can leave a review and leave a review for the show and uh, i'll give you virtual kisses mm. <laughs> Uh, what else we got here? Uh, oh, yeah. We have the new JT and the Conspiracy single is out. Love Drunk Wasted. There's a link in the show notes. Go get yourself some Love Drunk Wasted. That song, we premiered that uh, last week. And this week, I think we'll premiere Ready, Set, Go. So the chances are that Ready, Set, Go was playing at the top of this episode. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's Rain Mystique's latest album. And that was recorded for, or sorry, single. And that was recorded by... AK, the he, he produced the album, but it was recorded for Twitch's uh, songwriter contest, and uh, Reyna was invited to participate, and um, it was really cool, and this was a result of that, and it's a great song. I think it's fun. It's a fun fucking song about Sonic, so go and get yourself some ready, set, go. Uh, okay, and, and some Love Drunk Wasted from JT and the Conspiracy. Uh, this Friday on the podcast feed, we have Kelly Gates, who is a great music streamer from Canada. Yes, I was going to say Minnesota, but it is not Minnesota. It is Canada. She is a Canadian defense lawyer who rocks the fuck out. Uh, yeah, it was a great conversation. It got a little awkward. Uh, because we started the conversation with a would you rather filthy edition and so we went right into sex talk and it was just it was uncomfortable at first i'm not the most uh smooth swagged out guy especially when it comes to sex uh i was a fat nerd growing up so it wasn't like i was in high school just slaying <laughs> it took me a long time to get any kind of confidence to make eye contact with women so uh, just so you know just so you know uh, oh, so anyways, that's coming up on fr Jesus. That was just that was just silly. Um, so that's coming up on Friday, and so on the live stream this Friday on our Twitch stream, we're at 3 p.m. Eastern uh, Eastern Standard Time. We're having Surreal Ramen is back on the show, but it's going to be our Halloween special. I'm going to be all dressed up in Halloween stuff, and it's going to be a good time. So come through. And we're going to be telling ghost stories and all that stuff. So if you want to catch the show live, come be a part of the conversation, go to twitch.tv slash we speak English good. I just got back in the town from, um, from New York City. 
and it it, it, it's, it was a crazy trip. I'll talk a little bit more about it on the other side. Um, but this Friday on the live stream, I'll probably be going more in depth into what happened in New York City. But uh, I figured since you guys, since you guys really like the audio end of this, I, for whatever reason, you guys don't like coming over to the live stream. I get it. It's 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 like live broadcast television. You know, it's like what. Why am I going to catch that at that time when I can just catch it, you know, on the audio feed? So I get it, but I'm telling you, the live feed is so fun. So please come through. If you have a ghost story you want to tell to the chat, let us know. Um, you can let us know beforehand. You can email us, we speak English good at gmail.com. Send us your spookiest ghost stories and we'll read them on this Friday's uh, episode of We Speak English Good. And that's it. That's it. So let's jump on over to our friend Jory Abner and uh, let's talk talk some shop. If you like, uh, if if you're into, um, if you're into a um, a softer, more storytelling side of of singing, so singer songwriter in the vein of maybe Bright Eyes. Um, you're gonna love Jory Abner. So, everybody, put your hands together for Jory Abner music. Is it true? Is this your first hot tub stream? Um, yeah. Um, no, no, actually. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not actually my first hot tub stream. Oh, what what was the first one? Uh, uh, actually, Joyce and I were down hanging out with some other streamers in Texas, and we all went to like this pool party that was in uh, our friend uh, Marksberry's backyard, and he had a hot tub in the backyard, and so it was just like a bunch of drunk streamers like streaming off of a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to a Nova Skyway, by the way, <laughs> Rockstar Angel. How, how dare you get that wrong? Uh, so, so uh, you and Joyce, are you guys like friends from like? School yeah, or yeah. Something? So we met on Twitch. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah. So, um, awesome musician. Um, it was a weird, like, it was a weird way of meeting. So we like, um, what's it called? Sorry, I'm just gonna get my headphone half off so I can hear myself. No worries. Um, we met on Twitch through um, our mutual friend Dean DeChoso, who is another streamer here on Twitch. He helped uh, both of us kind of with like our audio and mixing. He's like a production, the uh, producer, and he actually just put out the new Candlebox, um, the new Candlebox album. The, oh, that's that awesome. Yeah, so, um, but he helped us with the audio and he had a question about something in Ableton. So he hit me up on Discord and then that's how we met. Um, and it like was just like, all right, that was cool. Like, probably never talk again. And then we ended up in each other's streams because I like her music and I guess she liked my, I, I would assume she liked my music. <laughs> she keeps coming back. Yeah, she, <laughs> so, so now we hang out all the time. Like, I'm going out to hang out in San Francisco with her for Halloween. So. Oh, that is dope. I love that. I love how Twitch can just bring people together from, I'm, what the fuck? Can I just get this? Shit? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love the goggles. I love the goggles. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my aviators. 
<laughs> just a glutton for punishments. That's yes. what she said. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just a glutton for punishment. <laughs> uh, I, me too. I, I have those traits as well. Very. Uh, it, it's very funny how uh, how musicians tend to be gluttons for punishment. But uh, yeah. In, in any case, so so then. Um, that, so you guys are like flying across the country to hang out. That's awesome. Like, yep. That's, and working on each other's music and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a cool collaboration. Cool, like you know. So it's really cool. And it, Twitch was the thing that made that happen. So that's dope, man. And and you got a let's get weird sweatshirt on too. I do. Like, I I I realized that like you know what I got Matt Suarez's merch. Like I might as well <laughs> wrap it on on your stream. Like, yeah. You know, I just I just threw mine in the laundry because um I had a let's get weird sweatshirt too, and um not in, well it's in the laundry because I was gonna do that too, but. That would have been nice. Yes, bromance. What's in a thank you? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bromance. That's what we're trying to facilitate here. Um, no, yeah, M Matt is another one that's really cool. But I knew Matt from San Diego. Um, we actually like knew each other IRL and stuff, so that was a different thing. But um, yeah, no, I, I love how Twitch sort of brings people together. I love how Twitch is um, I, even even like community members who like start hanging out and shit, you know, even off stream, you know, like in discord servers and stuff like uh, the fact that they just bring people together or even how someone stream can be bring people together. I just I, I love that whole community aspect of it. And I love how much you can care about someone that you may or may not have ever seen or know their real name or any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a really unique uh, situation. I don't know, man. What, what, how did you come to Twitch? Uh, so I was actually like a COVID refugee from like, so me too. I, yeah, <laughs> I feel like there was, there was a big boom. That oh happened. yeah. There was like, a wave. There was a huge wave. Yeah. I was in that first or first dish wave of, of yes. Yeah, I was April of yeah. 20, like, yeah, I think April, First was my first stream. Oh wow, that was like the same. That was like around the same time Raina started. I she started in April and I started in May. So was, yeah, I, I actually remember. I remember Raina. So like that's interesting. I, I, um, I never get, I never get to see Raina's streams though because I think they're really early in the morning, yeah. right? Like, yeah, and you're on musician yeah. time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Matt calls it a musician's morning, and so like yes. that is so true. <laughs> it is, it is, man. I especially if you don't have children, it's like you're just oh, sort of waking up whenever you wake up. <laughs> it's yeah, nice, for real. We did Rainbow Railroad Train with Rain and Mystique. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. One of the one of the raid trains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, night owl. Yeah, night owl. Night owl. Yeah. I, I used to, but then I had a child, and and he likes to just like get at it like super early in the morning. So it's like there's Man. no rest for me. Yeah, that shakes up your whole life. <laughs> it certainly does. It certainly does. But you know, it it, it it was it was one of those situations where it's like, oh man, my life is over. And then I was like, well, it just changed, and it's it, yeah. you know, just make it work. I mean, delinquents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn musicians, degenerate delinquents. What are you doing over there? Uh, I mean, I'm still like working off of like my working schedule for like because I I was a full time musician mm -hmm. before um, COVID hit, so yeah. I was gigging all the time, and you know, and I, my 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 work day would end at like two in the morning, and then I'd be like driving home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel like I'm it's like embedded in me. I did that for like ten years, so I it, you know like, I'm still working off that calendar. Yeah, man. So. 
Yeah, so are, how is the gigs and stuff coming? Are, are they coming back pretty strong? How is it working for it, you guys? They're coming back. A lot of the places that I used to play at, though, like they're just either gone or mm -hmm. like their management is shifted. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, it's been hard. I feel like it's, it's in a lot of ways. I feel like I'm starting over and yeah, I also don't absolutely. feel as compelled to like get out there and like kind <laughs> of grind for bookings because yeah. like Twitch is just such a better place in my opinion. Yeah. Like, you know, like absolutely rip wild onion. Oh, did wild that's, Oh, what up Ian? How are you doing, man? Hi, Ian, Ian. Ian Leith is, uh, um, welcome is another awesome musician. He actually, uh, him and I have played a bunch of shows together. He's here in Chicago. Um, fantastic songwriter and guitar player and everything. And, uh, he also booked me for a couple things recently. So it, I didn't realize that wild onion was gone. Who's wild onion. Wild onion is, uh, like a beer restaurant place. Uh, ah, I see. They did live music. It was a really sweet gig. Like, mm. it, it was a cool gig. Was it one of those but, gigs where it's like you get drinks, you get food, like oh, yeah. paid well, <laughs> the crowd was always ready to like the party and stuff. Yeah, I mean it, it was just it was just like a good place. It was chill. Mm. They like, you know, you could play whatever you want. Like some places, I mean, some places want you to play like certain things, but yeah, like, yeah great food. Yeah. It was really good food, but I some will, places want you to play certain things, but that place they didn't care. You could yeah. just play whatever you want. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that that's funny. So so you haven't been grinding as hard for gigs and stuff. I mean, yeah. have, what what have you been doing for live gigs? I, I I see I follow you on social media, so I do see that you're getting around, but uh yeah. What is, um, what is your I mean, live gig schedule right now? Um, well, so I actually, so this Friday, um, this Friday I'm actually playing two places. I'm playing down at Navy Pier here in Chicago, which I don't know if you're familiar with Navy Pier, but it's like, yeah, big, you know, Ferris wheel and yeah. all that stuff. So I'm playing down there uh, this Friday. And then after that, I'm literally going from that gig to a venue here called the Cubby Bear, hmm. where I'm going to be opening for the 502s, which hmm. is like kind of a folky, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, Oh, it, thank you, like, Missy Hippie, for that follow or for that host. Thank you. I'm going to turn off the alerts, the sound, guys, just so I, I don't get all distracted because, you know, my ADHD brain. The 502s. I've never yeah. heard of them. They're, what, they're like folksy like type stuff. Indie pop with a banjo. I, don't, I guess it's the way to describe <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Like, is it like know? the like, stomp stuff of, of, of yeah, the, the, a little bit. The, the 2000 teens or whatever? Um, a little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant to do this. No, you're good. <laughs> no, I was just going to bring it up so, so we could check it out together together yeah, for sure uh so this is the they they look like they're from some kind of island or some kind of tropical place so that's fun yeah yeah i don't know much about them i uh well let's I, find I, out I, no I'm just yeah let's find out uh let's see i listen to some of their music is it dope um yeah it's you know it's it's definitely got its own vibe and thing going on well, they definitely have um, some followers oh no personal messages um, oh no <laughs> attack of the messages yeah um should we just listen to a little and see if we get DCMA'd? <laughs> hey! uh, okay. This is tight. Late nights in a wild town, we go out. Woohoo! Roman, Woo holding your head in my hand. Friday night, spell 
Yeah. Well, there you go. That, that should get us a DCMA real good. <laughs> uh, okay. Sweet. That's for educational purposes. It's for, for educational you. purposes. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to know. I mean, they obviously have a, a solid following, so this will be fun. Um, yeah. And Cubby Bear is also like an awesome venue. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I mean, it's just, it's great. So. <laughs> um, is, it, is it like a popular venue in town there? Yeah, it's huge. It's nice. like a like a big place. They have like a, you know, they had like Chicago is like a city of dive bars. Like, yeah. so you know, I played the uh, elbow room and uh, hey, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I heard. I I've love heard, the elbow room. That's not what I heard last time. I said that to somebody. Uh, <laughs> and then I believe I put, that a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> and then I played. Uh, I played this one play. I can't remember where it was. I was so drunk. I, I ended up getting kicked out of my own. No, I ended up getting kicked out of my own gig. Cause I was wasted and I was I was checking IDs and taking uh, a cover at the door. <laughs> they don't. There's no cover, <laughs> and no one checks IDs. It's the Midwest. No one cares. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So they came up and was like, "What the hell are you doing, buddy?" And I was just like, was just about to... they're "Like, all right. Well, you're definitely done for the evening." Uh, but I woke up with like forty bucks in my pocket. So. Yeah. What, what are you, you gonna do? Band together, shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, like, yeah. Let's get Sound this like going. Band with. <laughs> yeah. Listen, this was when I was a younger, younger man. I was, I was a mess. I was a complete mess. So crime pays. It does pay sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, coming from an ex-drug dealer, crime does pay pretty well, actually. Um, so we got a question from the, the chat here and which, Mm. by the way, anybody who's in chat currently, if you have a question for today's guest, please feel free to, uh, use our channel points. It it is, uh, one fresh bar, uh, per question, which is a very affordable, uh, 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 question. Um, also... I made these kind of affordable too. So if you hang out long enough in this one, oh God, see, there it is. Bonnie, <laughs> Bonnie already busted it out. So uh, we it's 500 for the would you rathers. Just only because, oh my God, we got two of them. We got two of them. All oh right. Boy. So l- let's get this first question out of the way here and then we'll go on to, uh, to our, uh, and actually I do want to come back and talk to you about your gig and how it's going there in Chicago. Sure. Yeah. I'm writing it down Chicago gigs. Uh okay. So, how did you get started with music? Oh, look at you. Um And that's uh, from like, Cartagena. Is that like in like in terms of like working or like in terms of like I just like being a musician or like, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not sure this is for, so how did you get started with me? I'm, I'm just going to go with how did you like, how did, uh, how did you start? Like, what, like what's your first instrument and how did you get into playing it? And yeah. what was that? Let's start. With um, that. so I had like the cool art ant, like the cool artsy ant, you know, and, mm, um, that's always on. Yeah. And so when I was like eight, she gave me a cassette tape. Uh, I, I found like in my grandfather's house, he was a collector of like all kinds of BS. Wait, was and, he a hoarder or a collector? Yeah, a little bit. Like a hoarder. Like, <laughs> okay, he so junk, like everywhere. So <laughs> I would like my, my pastime, like whenever like my parents would drop me off there, is I'd just go like digging through his crap. Which is fun like, as a kid. That's amazing. My yeah. parents were hoarders. I used to dig through their shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, you find all kinds of weird shit that like you just. You know, it's like, what, like, I think he had like a scuba suit on a mannequin in his basement. Like, I have no That's idea amazing. why. That's amazing. I, 
I know. It, like, it never clicked in my head that that was, like, weird until I got older. <laughs> and then I, like, thought about it. And I was like, that's that's bizarre, <laughs> you know? But um, That is a bit bizarre, but it's okay. Yeah, but so I, uh, I found a Walkman at his house, and uh, my aunt gave me a cassette of Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. Um, and so I listened to that, and I had no idea what I was listening to. And... Uh, but it was awesome. I knew that, that it was freaking awesome. Uh, and I was kind of like, there, there went my future. Like all my parents' plans for me to be a doctor and a lawyer just went down the drain right then and there. It's know? over. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Pink Floyd. Thank you. Destined for poverty and destitution. No, <laughs> you know? but yeah, exactly. Well, welcome to rock star life. It's where, <laughs> yeah. where you die alone and broke. Uh, yeah. My grandma had a mannequin room. Well, your grandma was an artist. Uh, Bonnie, don't be too creepy. Her grandma was an artist slash hoarder. Um, so, so then, then, so, so, so that just bursts your brain wide open. You're just like, holy yeah. shit, this is the possibility of music. And, and then, so what did you do? Yeah. I mean, you went to your parents and was like, Hey, I need a guitar or. or yeah. Well, um, so, um, th so my first instrument really was saxophone. And the reason why I picked it was because of the saxophone on In Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, of the Moon. moon. Killer and solo, so, yeah. like, and it, it was for um, it was for school. It was like the school band project. And then, like, I think it was like a year later or something when my parents realized that I was like, you know, sticking to it. And like, I wasn't, you know, I I actually practiced the sax. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't messing around with it. And they, uh, I convinced my dad to buy me a bass. So he got That's me nice. this shitty little bass. I still have my first bass amp, which uh, is like a piece of crap. <laughs> like, but it, like but it worked. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It works. It still works. But um, so then, you know, from there, it just kind of I spiraled outward. You know, I just kept doing stuff. And I was really big into like jazz and like metal at the time. Like when I was younger, I was like, I got really into jazz. And then um, so I was listening to a lot of like Stanley Clark mm. and, um, you know, Charles Mingus, stuff like that. And then, you know, as I got older, I started getting really into metal. And um, that was a whole rabbit hole that I went down and got some what weird, kind of metal? metal. Uh, it you know it kind of got, it got really eclectic. Um, I was listening, I think bands that like stick out in my memory like uh, Black Dahlia Murder and oh, yeah. then Gorgoroth <laughs> and uh, yeah Gorgoroth. I've never heard gnarly. of them, but that's a funny name. It's <laughs> Gorgoroth. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty intense. <laughs> um, yeah. I was listening to like some pretty crazy stuff, and then um, like I remember six when I feet was, below. Oh was it six feet under? Six feet below? Or six it, feet under? Yeah, six feet yeah. under. Where it's <laughs> <laughs> it was just that. I was like, this is a little too heavy for me. I <laughs> the mean, Cookie I, Monster vocals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but what I liked, uh, but but uh, like like I was in the Pantera and like Metallica oh, yeah. and. And, and reinventing the steel, man. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking yeah. uh, my favorite Pantera song is uh, is Cemetery Gates. It's just such a it's a beautiful ballad, and it has that line, man. It just has that mm -hmm. line, that Dimebag line, dude. Uh, do you remember where you were when Dimebag got shot in Columbus? Yeah, I was twenty minutes away. I used to live in Columbus. Oh no shit. I'm so. in Toledo. I live in Toledo. Now. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. I guess. Yeah. Not I got, really. I got family in Toledo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> All yeah. good. Yeah, my whole family no, pretty not. much lives in Ohio. So, oh, that's cool though. Yeah, Ohio yeah. boy. Then, so so you relocated from Ohio to the big city. 
Um, no, actually, it's stranger than that. <laughs> oh. So I was born in Akron. I grew up in Columbus, family in Cleveland. Um, then my family moved to, like, when 2008 happened, my family ended up moving to Florida for mm. my dad to get a new job. And then uh, it's been kind of like a whirlwind after that. It, Utah and then uh, Idaho, southern Idaho, then northern Idaho. Shit. And then I kind of bummed around for a while. Like, Was this um, with your parents or just you left home? Yeah, as, from- uh, it's, yeah, it was with my parents for then. And then when, you know, I was, like when I'm, I moved out, um, I, I, won't, I won't get super into that, but like I moved out and then I was kind of bumming around the Northwest for a while mm. and, uh, I was busking for a living. Oh, <laughs> I did. I, I tried to, I got a job at Lowe's and I was like, fuck this. Like <laughs> this sucks. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Lowe's then, sucks. <laughs> yeah. So, then so you're busking. Um, did you do better as a busker? Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I, there's a lot of small towns in the Northwest too. Mm-hmm. And so they all, they have like a downtown that's just like a little strip, right? you know? And, and so like at Friday nights, I would just go and stand on that strip between all the bars and yep. you'd make two, $300 just standing on a street corner playing stand by me. You know? like, <laughs> for sure though. For sure. Yeah, no, I've, I've been there, man. Done that. Um, I know yeah. you said you kind of don't want to get into it, and, and I won't press too hard, but were, were you, like, homeless during this time or something? Like, you yeah. said you were bumming around. No, I, it's cool, man. Yeah. Like, look, man. I, it I've was been, by choice. Like, I wasn't, yeah. like, you know, I wasn't, like, completely, like, screwed or whatever, but, you know. It was yeah. it was it was by choice, but I was it was more or less homeless for a while. Yeah, it happens. It happens, man. Um, yeah. No, nah, I mean, I I used to be a fucking degenerate. I was sticking needles <laughs> in my arm and shit, dude. I was terrible. So, you don't have that, to worry, man. No judgment. That's no yeah. judgment here, brother. Uh, the, the, no judgment here, brother. I, I, I <laughs> seriously sound like a guy in recovery trying to like talk to another guy in recovery. Like, no judgment, brother. We're here before God. We're in God's hands now, brother. Um, so, so then, uh, so then the music came in. Then where 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 did the music come in then? Um. I mean, I was just, I, I was obsessed with writing songs and yeah. I was basically using my guitar to, you know, finance my right. morning drinking, you know, like. So, <laughs> you gotta like, have morning drinks, man. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard out there on the streets, son. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're 18 years old and, you know, like living out of a car in the Northwest, waking up whenever I wanted to, wherever I wanted to. Wow. Just wake up and like crack a beer and like. <laughs> Go for and, it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just like wait, and just chill and like hang out with people all day, and then busk at night. And, what were you yeah. like? Because uh, I knew a lot of kids who were like following like the dead or like fish and stuff, and I never did doing that. stuff like that. Yeah, well, well, I was just curious. Like, did you ever get into any of that hippie shit with like like the Rainbow Family or anything? Uh, a lot of, no, but I did know people that were. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all right, man. And yeah. it, it's just when people when kids end up on the streets, a lot of times, you know, they gravitate towards family mm-hmm. and and that and, and like the Rainbow Family is one of those things where you're gonna find a lot of drifter kids, a lot of homeless teens, mm-hmm. a lot of just all walks of life, trustafarians and stuff. So. Um, it's just you know sometimes you end up and the Pacific Northwest by the way is like a, a yeah. hot spot for fucking hippies in the woods yeah. you know dancing naked so uh, I, I'm just curious I'm just curious in, in any case so. yeah no I mean I, I I knew a bunch of kids that were like into that mm. and like you know a, a lot of my friends were like way more into that but I 
I was never like, you know, I, I, I never got, uh, I guess, absorbed into that whole scene. Yeah. Um, I just, I was such an emo kid, like, such an emo <laughs> shit. What were you but, listening like, to? What were you listening to during this time? Bright eyes. I <laughs> like, can I tell, man. I was going to ask you, eyes. like the first thing that my first question in here is like, do you like Connor Oberst? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like that, because like I'm listening to, uh, I'm listening to some of your songs and, you know, I'm not saying you're biting off them, but I can definitely hear. Uh, uh, you know, a big influence from that, and and from your storytelling perspective, and and your your turn of phrase and stuff like that is, uh, mm. you know, like it, it's 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 really good. Uh, you know, I'm not thank you not shitting on your music at all. I've just I, I heard the influence, and no, I, was I, I, was I get that a lot. You. So it's totally cool. Like, right I get that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, more or less, Connor Obers was who I was listening to, and that's kind of how I learned to Me write Me too, man. Songs. During that time, so did you said, what is this, like 2010 or something? 2009, 2010? Yeah, actually, yeah, roughly like 2010-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think between, yeah, 2010. Yeah, uh, let's just say that. Yeah, we're going with 2010. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, when Con well, but I mean, at that time, Connor Obers was like the indie, like, you know yeah. the indie poster child so like every yeah like he was always on like in rolling stone and stuff like i actually had a subscription to rolling stone when rolling stone oh, wow. <laughs> no i did because i really loved it and and at the time rolling stone was like breaking amazing cases and not just sort of adding to the garbage that's going on these days but like at this time they had writers like matt taibbi who did a great write-up on like the whole wall street the whole 2008 crisis that you were mentioned <laughs> Um, I remember this actually. Mm -hmm. I think I because that was a big deal article that happened. Yeah, right? it was. I mean, like Rolling Stone was doing the uh, was it McChrystal or Crystal? Like he they did a they did a cover story on a general and the general shit talking Obama and he ended up losing his job and shit. And so Rolling Stone actually used to put out really good um, solid news and now they're just like every other clickbait mainstream yeah. media garbage, man. So. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Rolling Stones. Yeah, last time I was reading something in there, I was like, well, like, why am I even reading this? It just feels like a mouthpiece for like, you know what I mean? It like, really is. For, yeah, like a record label to say whatever they want through mm -hmm. their artist, who is, I guess, in a sense, another mouthpiece. Right, for, and and like the, the 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 and, and the political nature that they've taken up too is just so, um, it, which is it, which, you know I, I get it. It's like that's where the the money is. You know, it's like right sure. now the money's in clickbaity type, you know, uh, articles where headlines you know get you clicking and stuff. So I I see why the whole media landscape has shifted yeah. into this like fear based. Let's push these things that get people to click on it because. Uh, I mean, let's face it. Before Donald Trump, these 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 institutions were eating shit. So, uh, and then Donald Trump came through, and they saved the day. He saved the day by being a piece of shit. So you know, uh, and That's unfortunately, pretty true. <laughs> well, but everybody won. Well, all these news organizations won, though, right? They <laughs> they won um, because they were the ones pushing this maniac. The most, you know, they were the ones giving him the most attention. Now, it's hard not to give the president of the United States attention, of course, but still, they were the ones who were perpetuating this this huge firestorm. And, and uh, you know, not to say that he wasn't a fucking incendiary son of a bitch, but goddamn, there was just it was just too much. And now you mm -hmm. kind of see them floundering again, trying to find a new uh, a new uh, a new enemy, which is like which can be like Facebook or 
uh, or yeah, there's a any... whole thing going on with Facebook right now, mm-hmm. actually, because yeah, they, yeah. they just had like a like a big breach and like a leak or whatever. Oh happened. yeah, we need a we we need a new enemy. And Trump is gone, so who are we gonna hate? The unvaccinated? Let's hate them. The un the, the anti-maskers? Let's hate those son of a bitches. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how we have to shift uh, shift you know our hatred, our our collective hatred. The thing that brings America together is hatred for an enemy, and uh, that's that's a weird thing that bring to bring to that bring people together um but anyways we we're kidding just hate everyone like me exactly what's in a that's Good old jesse i mean i'm in that same camp just hate everybody no i don't hate anybody it's it takes way too much energy to hate people um but you know so when when did you start like writing your own music when were you starting to sort of like you know put oh, your ever own since stuff? the beginning so from the beginning like, yeah i mean it, it, i you know, like I had always wanted to write my own music, you mm. know, like I'd never like, not that I, you know, I, I, I love playing other people's music too, because like, it's fun. Like, you know, like, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it's Geico. Oh my God. Geico music. Macafer, how the hell are you doing? All right. I'm sorry to interrupt guys. We're going to get to, would you rather after this, uh, after we do our raid song. Okay. Let me get my thing. <laughs> the bears. The <laughs> bears. Oh my god, I'm messing up all my stuff here. Here we go. I couldn't find my hollow body, guys, so it's just the Spanish guitars. So my bad, everyone. I, I don't know where I placed my hollow body. <laughs> Welcome, Raiders. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate y'all. Geico. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you so much, my friend. Yes, 38% Spanish guitar. <laughs> Uh, everybody go follow Geico Music Uh, he is just a fun bunch of fun he is a loop artist and amazing my name is Mikey P this is WSEG TV this is mostly a podcast but we do stream live music streams and or we do live music and uh, we play games win prizes and shit but it's mostly a music podcast and so I'm going to play a song for you since you guys are raiding in. Mike Attack, how the hell are you, friend? I'm good, Macafer. I'm good. All right, guys. Thanks for the raid. This is for you. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, tacos, all you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat, it's raining tacos, yum, yum, yummity yum, it's like a dream, yum, yum, yummity yum, more sour cream, it's raining tacos. What's up? What's up, boyin? Good to see you, brother. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, yes, tacos. All you can eat, lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Whoa. 
Oh, Jesus. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you so much for that raid. I hope you enjoy Lurk for Grocery Store. No worries, Robbie. Thank you so much for the lurk. Missy Hippie, Macafer, everybody, thank you for being here. I really do appreciate all the love. Uh, please do stick around or give us a follow. We are almost to our... Gosh. And this is our guest today, everybody. Joy Abner's on the show. Um, what but up? <laughs> this is <laughs> this, uh, how you guys go. Yo, we're going pretty well. We were just talking about uh, 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 Jory's um, music beginnings. And uh, yeah, so we're at 9.35, y'all. Uh, if any of the new Raiders, if you guys aren't already following, please get consider following. Uh, we're almost to 1,000 followers. And uh, yeah. We're going to do something special. We haven't figured that out yet, but we're going to do something special, goddammit. Actually, you guys came in at a perfect time because right now we have a would you rather for the guests. Now I'm thinking about tacos. Well, that's because they're amazing. And, and I wish, you know, Rockstar Angel, I know California likes to boast about their Mexican food, but the moment you leave San Diego County... You're not eating Mexican food anymore. You're eating some <laughs> bastardized thing that I don't know what you guys call it. San Francisco sure as hell does not have the best Mexican uh, restaurants. L.A. Um, no, they do have good Mexican restaurants, but not like the taco shops of San Diego. I'm sorry. It's just how I feel. IMO. So, we are going to do, uh, for your lady friend, Bonnie, L.A. has some legit Mexican places. For sure. For sure. Uh, but what we are going to do, oh, well, look at that. We're, we're in agreement. <laughs> Is that a word? Agreeance? I think that's a word. Who cares? We speak English good. Would you rather filthy edition, uh, with our uh. friend Jory <laughs> Avner music. So let's go through here and, uh, let's, let's see this. <sighs> okay. I think this is great. <laughs> so we have two in a row, everybody. We have two in a row. So here we go. Jory Avner, would you rather be a stunt pooper or have a pitch hitter for sex? Wait, what's a pitch hitter? <laughs> I'm not a sports ball guy, so. <laughs> We're going to Google pitch hitter, everyone, because I'm not either. <laughs> I was just hoping that you would be like, oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, a baseball player who is sent in to bat for another. So, okay, that makes sense. I'd so probably rather have a pitch hitter than be know. a stunt pooper. Yeah, I don't know. That seems weird to me. <laughs> like, I mean, there that it is. Pretty weird. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> Jory would rather have a pitch hitter for sex. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was for your lady friend Bonnie. Thank you so much for using your channel points, your lady friend Bonnie. I really do appreciate that. Um, and uh, we have another would you rather from uh, at least you don't have to be a stump poopy. Yeah, exactly. Um, let, let's see. Um, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Um, okay, I guess this is okay. Uh, this is not so filthy, so uh, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Jory Avner Music, would you rather wake up with a tattoo of a politician on your arm or B, wake up with a lower back tattoo of a pop star? 
Tramp stamp. Which politician, though? I think it's of your choice. I mean, maybe maybe you could get like AOC, get her fine ass on your arm. That wouldn't be bad. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or get the uh, the Bernie with the mittens. (laughs) He's not so hot. Bernie, not so hot. Dude, I like I like Bernie. (laughs) I like Bernie too. I just don't want to fuck him. That's all. It's just not my thing. I, I like his policies, so. Yeah, I love Bernie. <laughs> probably, I'd probably go with the... I love Bernie. Probably go yeah. with B- Bernie Sanders. Oh, so. <laughs> you know what? That, that's not... I used to have our... our, our um uh, you, our uh, sponsor, ModedStudios.com, used to... Uh, we Well, he had these Bernie um, patches, and um, mm. we gave them all away for our games, but... Uh, yeah, uh, the, the, I I was a big supporter of Bernie until he rolled over twice, and then I went to Andrew Yang, and then and then um, what was the the young lady from Hawaii's name? Um, mm-hmm. she was a congresswoman. Um, anyways, I, there was way better choices. It, we're not. We don't have to go down this road. No, I, you're I, all good. <laughs> I just I just there was way better choices than the the half coherent old guy and you know the, another old white man, Tulsi Gobbard. Thank you. There was way better choices than the old white guy, but you know this is America. Um anyways, so um we were we were kind of going oh we got another question for the guest by the way i i, I guess mm. we should probably get that oh, okay i think this might be a joke question for missy hippie but so late to the show have you talked any football the bears jory yay or nay uh we have not talked football but i know that recently i think the bears are trying to like fire their coach or something it's been in the news who did he touch uh, no, I think because it just sucks. Oh, <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's about time. It's for the 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 kind. It's about time. It's for like their actual like the work they do rather than like the things they said. It's like I'd rather them get fired for sucking than. Well, no, if he's grabbing at at the players' asses or something, I guess that's not cool. Well, sure, that's definitely grounds for termination. <laughs> there, but like you know, like he's, he's grabbing players' junk and stuff. Like good job, good game, guys. Good game, good game. Everybody line up. Good game. Good game. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. To me. Just just seeing a coach like 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 taking a D. It's like, all right, line up, boys. It's cupping time. <laughs> just, that is problematic on so many levels. <laughs> good game. Good game. Good game, son. Good game. All right. That that's stupid. Uh anyways, um, I, I wanted to actually come back to the. Uh, we didn't talk about football because I don't, I don't know anything about football. But uh, do, do you like football? I mean, are you a football fan? Or? I am. I am not a uh, sports ball guy. Okay, I, yeah, uh, that's what you just said. Um. Yeah, no, it's, I. I never got into it, man. I don't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I just never like. Also, maybe it's like I, I feel like when I was younger and I was like playing sports, like because I didn't like follow sports whenever like I was playing with my friends, I would all, like as you get old, like when you're younger and you play like sports games with your friends, like in the playground or whatever, like the rules are pretty lax, right? Like, mm. the, you know, like, but then as you get older, the rules start, you know, the real rules start happening and I never knew what they were. So then like, I would always be the idiot, like fucking up and like, <laughs> and then my entire team would be mad at me because I didn't know <laughs> certain things about the game. So, I don't know. Like, no one taught me. Yeah, like 
So yeah, so I think that left a bad taste in my mouth about sports. So I never, never Did, got into it. Wait, so were your parents not into sports, or your dad wasn't into no, sports? No, they were too busy. Like, what, they what, might. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was oh. going to ask what 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 your parents did for a living. Um. Uh. So like, just so I don't like, I don't know, dox myself or no, something. No, no, it's totally like, cool, man. Whatever yeah, you want to say. I mean, say. so they 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 both worked at like pretty like uh, demanding jobs. Okay. Let's say that fair like, enough. Pretty time demanding jobs, um, and so like. They were never like, and my mom, my mom's still like sports now. She, they're both retired, but so, you know, now they sit around and my mom just watches basketball to have something to do while she like knits, but like, that's cool. Um, yeah. But at the, you know, at, growing up, it was never like a thing. So, um, Bonnie, you can run with the basketball all you want, boo. You can run all you <laughs> want with that basketball. I, I grant you the permission and the glory, uh, of running with that basketball. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so, so I'm, I'm curious on how Chicago is going. It seems like gigs are coming back for most, and I know you're not like on the grind yeah. for them like you were, but like I'm, I'm sure you've made friends and musician friends. And, totally. Uh, so, what's the word on the street out there? Is there are most people back to work? Um, um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people that are like back at it and like mm -hmm. doing stuff, and like I have been too. Like, yeah, um, it's just not as frequent. Um, you know, I mean, Ian, like uh, Ian Leith, who was in here earlier in the chat. I mean, he's he's booking up pretty well. Like he he's I mean, and he's also a great musician too. So, yeah. um, and it's weird. Chicago's music scene is also like kind of strange because it's like Chicago's kind of a very clicky city. If that makes sense. Like, oh yes, I, I'm I very familiar like, with clicky cities. San Diego, yeah. it turns out, is pretty clicky. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew California would be? Uh, you know, yeah, one big clicky. fucking click. Um, no, I uh, yeah, I was in San Diego for thirteen years, and then we moved back here. Um, and in Toledo, like it's not so clicky because it's kind of small. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a smaller scene, and people. Mm -hmm. it, but yet, people can work and like make a living here doing it. I don't mm -hmm. know how they're doing now. Most most my friends are back to work full time as musicians, but you know, yeah. there was some you know people taking you know painting houses there for a while or mechanics. Yeah. Go, you know they yeah. definitely for a while were you know taking up other uh, professions during this last couple of years. But uh, yeah, no, it, here is is not so clicky. But I, I can imagine a city yeah. like Chicago that has an appeal. And that has a draw for music, has a draw for the arts. You know, these mm -hmm. bigger metropolitan cities, people flock to, to, you know, get mm -hmm. noticed and, and try their hand at whatever craft they're trying to do. And Chicago mm -hmm. happens to be one of those awesome cities where it's like, it's a great yes. place to go and like really get your feet wet, really cut yes. your teeth and really get a good solid round education on how to get by. And then, you know, a lot of people go from Chicago to like New York or LA or something like that. But it's true. A lot of my friends have been moving to Nashville recently. Yeah. Nashville. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean like, yeah. And so like when I say clicky, uh, like I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. It's no. just that it's like, that's just kind of the nature of it. And so there's different, like there's different ecosystems for musicians here. And mm -hmm. like, you know, in terms of like the working musicians, it seems like a lot of them are getting back to work, mm -hmm. but everyone I feel like is starting to play at new places that like, you know, that we didn't really play at before yeah. the pandemic because some, a lot of them either closed down or they don't do music anymore. Or like, you know, like I was talking to one, one talent buyer and you know, that I used to book with a lot 
And I hit him up recently, seeing if, you know, if he had any work and he was just like, you know what, like we're still underwater from COVID. So like, we're just not hiring any musicians right now. And they used to be like a really big, yeah. you know, place for music to happen. It sucks, but it you know, it, it, it's the, it's the way the thing goes. I, I'm personally though, like I'm. Uh, Twitch has been my job since COVID started, and I'm really, really grateful for it. Like, and everything that it's done for me, and it's changed my entire like career and trajectory, and what I even want to do, you know, for the future. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just it's a really it's it's like it, Twitch feels like the place that I wish like being an actual working musician like in 3d space was you know, yeah. like, or should be where like there's not a lot of like you know like i i don't see a lot of like competition or like you know professional jealousy or like what whatever you know what i mean like yeah. you know they, they they like there's that joke that it's like if you see like the best compliment you can get as a musician is seeing you know another musician scowling at you like while you're on stage <laughs> so yeah. like you know what i mean oh, like, yeah, they so say that's like the best compliment you can get but like yeah. i don't see that on twitch and i don't feel that here in like the, the community and it's it's just awesome everyone's supportive of each other and like i mean like when i when i got on this platform like i had people that i'd never met before and they were like let me help you with this because like we need to set up your audio we need to set up your video like let's talk about your lighting situation like let's talk about you know xyz and like just so many things like 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 I owe a lot to Claire Picks. I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with Claire Picks. She's a really awesome musician and streamer. Like she pretty much like gave me the crash course education on oh. everything when when I got on Twitch. And like it's incredible to me that she would do that because she's like she's a pretty big streamer and like, you know, like and she just took the time to help me out because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And I feel like that's really cool and you know, it's not it's not that you know, I'm not trying to say that people in, you know, 3D space are like mean or whatever, but it's like, you don't usually have a lot of time to invest in, you know, helping other people or like even like, like promoting other people's shows or things like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you promote somebody else's show, then you're taking away from people that could potentially come to your show. And like, and if you're, if you're doing this full time, then you have, I mean, you have multiple shows a month usually so yeah i don't know it's it's it, it feels like the incentives here are all properly aligned if that makes sense sorry for rambling about that <laughs> like so. no this that's what it's a, this is a podcast man we're supposed to be rambling um yeah. the no the i i totally i totally agree with you in that like that cutthroat nature but that music scenes can can sometimes yeah. be I, I remember in 2008 i i i was couple years into living out in San Diego and I remember when 2008 happened and all the gigs like instantly you know like there was like no work Banged. and then it took a long long it took like about 10 years but it took 10 it, it actually did take 10 years for it to actually come back and like when it did come back it was so fucking strong um that there was still a clickiness is what I noticed but like Everyone could eat, and I think what happens when people are facing scarcity—that's when that whole mm -hmm. like, 
you know, I'm not going to promote this motherfucker's show. I'm not going to do anything for anybody. I'm not going to get in a show because I need those shows because there's only so many, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's not out of maliciousness. No, it's, it's, it's really out survival. of preservation. Yeah. 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 It's just survival. This is, this is not an easy game to play. And, uh, yeah. you know, when, when, when something like a pandemic strikes, like, you know, like Jory was there too. And any musician who plays music all the time was there The when they saw their entire year of shows just get completely wiped clean in a matter of a day or two. So it, it's a, it, it's a, it, it's fucking crazy, you know, like, it's like, oh shit, how are we going to eat now? <laughs> you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, it, it's literally a, a, out of need of, and a necessity to survive and feed yourself mm-hmm. and, or your family. Um, but yeah, it, 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 but what happened was in San Diego, as the gigs were coming back, as more places started to open, as the economy was sort of starting to rev up again, um, the, you know, everybody was eating, everybody had gigs, everybody was supporting each other. Everybody was going to each other's shows. Uh, genres were mixing like, uh, San Diego is a big reggae scene and, um, like the white boy reggae, but <laughs> although in, in, in San Diego is a lot of Mexican reggae. So <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, it's like Mexican Rastas. Uh, anyways, I'm uh, trying to picture it, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they're be- check out Tribal Seeds or uh, Tribal Seeds. Tribal Seeds is a is a good start if you want. It's not like they don't sing in Spanish or anything. It's just they're Mexicans and they sing reggae. But people lump them in with white boy reggae on the on the on the heels of uh, Bradley. What the fuck is his last name? Sublime. Oh, so, Sublime. Yeah. So Sublime was uh was you know uh, from the LBC and they sort of. Uh, started that whole genre they're accredited for that and so it's immediately like slightly stupid and i mean even no doubt at one time but they were more ska but anyways it's called white boy reggae (laughs) let's just fucking call it that all right there happens to be mexicans that fall into that genre anyways that was a big explanation for for (laughs) nonsense (laughs) but anyways the so like towards the end before i left san diego the music scene was popping you know genres were mixing people were playing for each other's bands it was a really really cool scene um when i left and then of course now it's it's something else i don't even know what it is now and you know people are just sort of figuring it out over there still um but you know, it was uh, it was really cool, and uh, that's just something I noticed. Now, was that something when you were playing, when you were at, when your schedule was full and you were doing this mm-hmm. full time? Was that what you noticed in Chicago, or was Chicago well, still? There was very, a lot of like mixing and matching of like genres. Well, not just of genres. I'm saying like people from because you know how like the punks wouldn't go to like a reggae show or something, and then I, I don't know oh. if you had this or like <laughs> rap or hip hop wouldn't go to see a metal show or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there was like I mean, a, it I, was clicky, and then things started sort of to meld together. People yeah. started to sort of work together in in a, in the music scene itself. So I was just curious on how it was sort of in Chicago Sh- before everything yeah. went you know tits up. Chicago has like a huge DIY music community, mm-hmm. and like there are a lot of really interesting things that are happening like a lot of really cool things that happen in that that community as well but like that yeah like i guess when i say clicky i'm I'm actually not even talking about like genres or whatever like no i mean like like it it's it's more so like just i guess the the ecosystems and like things like so like the diy community is like like I actually don't perform a lot in like the DIY community, which is like a lot of house shows and like basements and mm-hmm. you know 
um, people have like donation bins that you can, you know, uh, put money in and get some beer and like, you know, cause you're donating to the, <laughs> right, know, right. cause they can't sell it. So, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, but they, 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 there's a lot of that in Chicago and a lot of the, the music, like the, at least genre wise, a lot of it blends and mixes and melds and like, there's very much so like a Chicago sound, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's a Chicago blues, right? I mean, yeah, it totally makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's like a hard thing to even like nail down what it is, but it's like when you hear it, you know it. Like, mm. and there's like there's a lot of like prog influence in the Chicago scene. So there's a lot of like you know bands that are like doing kind of like pop, like pop punk stuff, but mm. it has like like proggy Mixolydian type noodling in it and right. stuff like that. And like like there's there's a lot of cool stuff. Like there's actually one of my favorite bands in the Chicago area is this band called Monobody. Hmm. And um, uh, my buddy Colin Clausen's amazing musician, amazing, amazing musician. Everyone in that band is like just insanely good. Uh, but like, I, it's hard to even say what their genre is because like it's, it's nuts. Like it's, it's nuts music and it's, it's gorgeous and it's, like I don't know, kind of heavy, but then melodic and also very soft sometimes. Like, and it's all over the place, and there's tons of things going on in it. And like, it's, I like I don't even know how to describe what that genre is hmm. because like it like, and I think that happens a lot in the Chicago like kind of music communities that everyone is kind of I don't know melting together in like weird weird ways like. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like you'll hear like pop pop artists that are doing like weird, like synth prog as well. <laughs> like I don't I don't know it's how to tight. explain what it is. Yeah, it's cool. No, like I mean I could throw out names of people if you want to like hear some cool shit. But um, like, sure. I mean I I'm, I always yeah. like new. I always like cool shit. Uh, give us yeah, a couple I'm, names. Like uh, Monobody is a. My one of my favorite bands. Uh, there's Mom Jeans. And Mom Jeans. <laughs> I know they're awesome. They they rip, dude. They're sick. <laughs> um, and then Emily Blue is a, another awesome uh, awesome artist. They're all. I mean, they're all really good and they're all very like unique. Very unique, I would say. Um, Wait, so is Mom Jeans like 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 jeans like a, a like a jean like yeah yeah fun? like okay. jeans like the jeans from like a thrift store. <laughs> like, Here's the yeah. wait, so they're mother of chaos i don't know if this is no that's genie dominguez no wonder that's <laughs> that's not right come on man i'm just come on man all right hold on I'm so good yeah i mean like there's there's a lot of cool music though that like and i i don't know i love hyping up their music because it's like i listen to it you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah totally man like yeah. i i um i'm feeling you that you, you gotta like give it up to the bands that you love <laughs> So I think this is this them. Is this? Yep, the, that's them. <laughs> let, let's let's get DCMA again, everybody. Oh yeah, probably. They're they're a bigger band too, so maybe. Oh okay, maybe <laughs> not, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there they are. Uh, oh man, I highly recommend. Sweet. Okay, here we go. Look at this. Lots of uh, lots of stuff going on. They got mm -hmm. sold out shows. Watch out. Watch out. Yeah. Look at this. They're sold out everywhere except for Massachusetts and New York. That's awesome. And they're selling out theaters and stuff. So they're doing really well. Yeah, they're doing really well. That's so, awesome. And 
but I would definitely say this is a band that has like the Chicago sound. Right. It's like, yeah. Well, I was just looking at this list of Chicago bands and I was kind of sort of trying to distill like what it is. I mean, you got bands like Earth, Wind & Fire, Alkaline Trio, Wilco, Smashing Pumpkin Sticks. Oh, Wilco's. I love Wilco. I love Wilco. I love Wilco as well. Um, but, But like, you know, what is it in these bands that are, you know, that, that have that side rise against the Buckinghams, uh, Omi, okay, go. I, I mean, I'm just trying to grape tooth disturbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that beach body. Don't know beach body. <laughs> so like, what is, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I, I suppose I'm just trying to figure out what it is. What are, what are these bands that have sort of in common, you know, in in the, their sound that could be described as a Chicago sound, and I just don't. Um, know. I'm just, I'm not. That yeah, smart. I'm not sure. Like I, you know, with those bands specifically, like it's hard to say because like, um, a lot, a lot of those bands are like also like really produced, mm. you know, like heavily produced. Right. I think a lot of the like a lot of the bands in Chicago, like it's. Uh, like a lot of them like still record themselves, you know, Ah, like in their houses and stuff like that. I think that's a part of it that also gets like kind of wound up in like how the music sounds and, you know, cause like, like, you know, recordings, they matter like, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, I mean, it's not uncommon to like, like if you're at a party with uh, like a bunch of musicians here, it's not uncommon to hear a, an argument going on behind like different kinds of tape and what's better. <laughs> like, <so. laughs> no, man. No. Yeah, I, like, oh, shit. Okay. There the legitimacy of releasing cassettes still, like people still talk about that here. So listen, like, I can't, I can't deal with the cassette le- releases. It's, it's nothing against cassette releases. But my cutoff point is is vinyl, okay? My cutoff is vinyl. Like, y'all went too far with the cassettes. (laughs) Like, it's just... But I am a huge fan of recording the tape. Reyna's uh, first... uh, first, Not first album, but like her her album 1018 is all recorded on the tape, all analog, um, like all old instruments, you know, all, you know, original instruments and stuff like that. So I, I have a huge appreciation for, you know, analog sound and, uh, yeah. And, uh, that, that old school tape saturation mm-hmm. that you can only get from you tape know, the saturation. Deal. Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. I love that shit, man. It's, it's really cool. And I, I love the reemergence of it. Um, although I've kind of found that I feel like people rely on it. In, 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 I'll hear some bands they'll do it as like a stylistically but the band sucks <laughs> <It's> oh. like, <laughs> which I hate to talk shit about musicians but like yeah. it's like it's just like it's almost like a uh, just it's it's just sort of a uh, I don't know an aesthetic an aesthetic like, that they uh, can sort of brag yeah. about but it's like well you didn't really do shit with it but like do whatever that was and <laughs> it's like uh, but you know, uh, immediately as soon as I hear that sort of that hiss and stuff, they already get points with me, and it's like it's mm-hmm. shit. It's like, <laughs> you, well, <laughs> if you went out of the way and, and paid for that kind of recording technique and paid for that and like did it, I mean, it's hard, mm-hmm. man. It's hard to make a record. I mean, it's easier now. Yes, it, it's easier these days because of technology and stuff. But I still think it's hard to make a record. Uh, I I don't know. What do you think? How, I mean, you you're on the verge of you're right now starting a demo for a yeah. new album, right? And and so yes. how, how is recording albums for you? Like, is that is that a challenge um, or is it something you enjoy? How 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 does it roll off you the album I mean, process? 
I so I love I love recording. Um, like it's one of those things that like, like, like it, it was like when I first started recording, it was like a thing that it, it, it almost felt like discovering like an instrument for the first time all over oh, again. Hell you know yeah. I mean, like, I like do. the first time I like started playing guitar and I was like, oh, this is like, you know, this is awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? And then like recording became that too. And I would sit around for like. Like I'd literally stay up for like 16 hours, just like trying to figure out what I was doing. And it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it was like addicting. It's and, and so I, I, I love, I love that about it. So like recording itself is not necessarily a challenge for me. Um, but I will say it does have its challenges when it comes to like putting out a full album, because mm-hmm. I feel like when you're also like, mixing and like mastering your own stuff you have to be really really close to like your material like Mm. like i and i i think it's probably better to not get that close personally like as an artist to your (laughs) own stuff because like you can burn yourself out on it and like like i actually just did that recently where like i spent all this freaking time on this track and then you know like it and it was just demoing out an arrangement trying to see like you know scrapping or like uh scratching out some ideas and like seeing what's going to work and actually uh Colin Clausen from Monobody he played some keys on it for me oh nice um yeah and so like it and his part sounds awesome but like it just in the, in the process of like mixing it and getting everything going and like you know kind of thinking about the arrangement and all the stuff like i ended up dumping like like 2 weeks of like just dedicated effort into one song wow. like and then i like couldn't listen to it anymore <laughs> you know what i mean like, oh i know what you mean so i had to give my ears a break you know like so you mix so. and master your own stuff uh i have for everything that i've put out mm-hmm. and so it's kind of funny because if you listen to like my releases mm-hmm. you can hear the process getting like a little better <laughs> better and better every time you put a new yeah. release up that yeah, dude yeah, uh, the internet is littered with releases like that for me. So I, oh yeah, I'm with you, man. It, it's a learning process. It's it's yeah, a learning it totally process, is. man. You can't. Uh, it's one of those things you can't just skip to the head of line on. It's like you yeah. really got to develop your ear. You really got to develop just mm-hmm. just the sensibility of 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 music itself. You know, like just mm-hmm. structure and and just there's a lot that goes into it. I um, it's just, it's just been a lifelong thing. Um, but, but I absolutely agree with you where like, as soon as like a DAW, you know, a digital, mm-hmm. uh, audio, wait a minute, what is it? Digital, Di- digital audio workshop. Thank you. A workstation. Yeah. It works. Yeah. A DAW <laughs> is essentially like learning a whole new instrument. It's, y- you have to learn these commands, these like, you know, control oh gosh, this, yeah. control that and, and, you know, enter here or yeah there's all mm-hmm. these crazy commands there's all these like like i didn't know what a transport was you know like what the hell is a transport it's like i don't know what a transport is like like transportation you know like learning <laughs> the vocabulary learning all of the the steps that goes into you know mixing you know what it what is like taking out shitty frequencies you know how do you scoop out frequencies how do you do you know fucking side chain compression and how do you use compression yeah. how do you use limiters how do you use you know like there's just a, a, a myriad a plethora of of fucking <laughs> of roadblocks to, to get into that yeah. whereas like i feel for some, like oh please go ahead 
no, no. Oh, no. For some people, I mean, like, um, for some people, it's even like getting like getting your hardware to work. <laughs> oh, know? dude, like, fuck, man! Yeah. Like just getting your just hooking your uh, your interface to your computer. And you have a crazy amount of of uh, a plethora, a plethora, a plethora, a plethora. <laughs> plethora. <laughs> like some kind of like insect body part or something. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, it's the sexy part of an insect. Um, <laughs> the latency, you know, trying to figure out latency and stuff like that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's maddening. It's maddening, and so is like trying to figure out finger positioning on the fretboard. So. It's all plethorax. Thank plethorax. you. <laughs> I'll take it. Whose merch are you wearing? Uh, Matt Suarez uh, music. Yes. I will. So. Sorry, I answered He's your question. He's an awesome, awesome musician and a cool dude. I got to hang out with him like for an entire weekend. We were festival buddies. So. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he is definitely a cool cat. I enjoyed my time. We went to Dave Matthews together uh, at the Gorge and. I was supposed to go to that with you. Oh, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Right. I had a ticket for that, but then I didn't end up going because I got I got a bunch of bookings here. Yeah. So I was like, ah, shit, I gotta stay and make money. Well, they ended <laughs> up getting fucking COVID, so it was more like the Dave Matthews cover band. So you didn't miss much. <laughs> but I had a great oh, fucking time. It, the the campground was really where I had the best time because we got to play for like. And like these motherfuckers, they do it huge. They'll like they have like huge camp. Like everybody's like connected to each other. There's lighting and there's stereos and shit. Everybody has these yeah. crazy battery blocks and shit. Dude, they go hard. They go so fucking hard. Oh, I believe it, man. Just seeing the people at Willie Town was like, oh, you know, dude, like, yeah. Let's I, talk about I, I don't go to a lot of concert festivals, so but yeah. Oh, dude, how was Willie Town? Yeah, let's talk about Willie Town. How was that for you, man? <laughs> like, I know it, it must have been a trip. Have you ever? First of all, have you ever been to a festival? in like that ever before uh yeah so i'd i'd been to a few but it's been a while man like i like what was a lot a, of, what was like a fest like what's a bigger festival that you've been to that might be something I've like been to do, well a bigger festival i've been to warp tour a couple times mm. i went to mayhem uh sasquatch mm. uh at the gorge actually i went to yeah. uh warp tour at the gorge and or not warped uh sasquatch yeah, at warped, the gorge yeah sasquatch and warp tour at the gorge um how what beautiful else? is the um, gorge, by the way? It's God, dude, it's, it's incredible. phenomenal. It's I still like. I still have pictures because, like, every time I used to drive back and forth between like Coeur d'Alene, where I used to live, and mm-hmm. Seattle, um, like I, you go right over the pass, and then you go right past the gorge. So it always stop there and just you know, it's just hang amazing, out for a dude. bit. I fucking love it there, man. It's, it's just so gorgeous. Especially I like the last two times I was there, I was like the whole weekend, I was just frying my ass off on whatever and. <laughs> And it's just like staring over that horizon with the. I'm just gonna go ahead and just do this, just because I think we should all be enjoying. Man, it is the it gorge. Is look at this. Look at this background. It's crazy. That's that doesn't even look as good. As, and now that's. I, oh, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got my arm dislocated at like pretty much that spot. So over. <laughs> Yeah, during Suicide Silence, I was watching Suicide Silence. They did a wall of death. And, and uh, so we did the wall of death, and this guy fell over. This is actually might be a little graphic, but oh, the guy okay. fell down, and I reached down to pick him up, and then someone got shoved. Oops. And, uh, it, was, it was not fun. Yeah. Did you? Was it like so, at the beginning of the weekend? So were you like, fuck the whole weekend? 
Yeah, it was like the first day. Ah, <laughs> so you just I'm walk like, around with your arm all fucked up, like ah. Yeah, they took me. They took me to the hospital. Uh, they gave me an X-ray to make sure it wasn't broken, and mm. they like basically reset it to like properly because it like popped out and then popped back in. Ah, sorry, this might be a little graphic, but like, oh. and then um, yeah, and then like fortunately because it was like medical like related that they they let me back into the campground afterwards. So. Mm. Um, and uh, and I was just walking around warp tour with a, in a sling. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this bed with your one arm going. Yeah, I got a lot of free shots of Everclear from people like that's metal as fuck. You know, <laughs> like, some fucking metal takes some Everclear. Yeah. yeah, God, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If anybody doesn't know what Everclear is, Everclear is basically a, a, a step below gasoline. Uh, yeah. But it is, um, it is a, uh, it's like a high proof. What, what would you say? Is it a rum? What is it? Like I don't even I know what it is. Don't. I think it's like like a moonshine type. Yeah. Thing. I don't know what it is, but it's insane. Um, apparent. Like this is the rumor I've heard about it. I don't know if it's true, but the rumor is uh, that it's like the highest concentration of alcohol that you can get, or like percentage without it evaporating. That's what I've heard. A spirit. <laughs> so, it is a yeah. spirit. Thank you. Uh, Everclear is a grain distilled spirit at 151 and 190 proof, 75.5% and 95% respectively. Everclear is the most potent liquor on the market. To put it in perspective, many other liquors such as vodka and rum are less than half the potency of Everclear 190, falling around 80 proof. I I used to make, uh, me and my friend used to distill uh, vodka from like you know like pop off vodka no. we would distill because yeah. we, we were fucking we were nerds like that we would distill it um distill off the the impurities take the uh pure ethanol i think it's ethanol is that ethanol i don't know maybe not take the pure grain alcohol and then we would make our own absinthe Oh wow! <laughs> because what That's else are you cool. gonna do in the Midwest? You, you, what the fuck That's, else do we do yeah. here? There's nothing to do here but make your own absence. So you know, good times that makes you know. I I used to work on this ranch in southern Idaho, and you know, we were you know so far away from anything resembling civilization. Hmm. So like like we used to just get bored and do stuff like that too. Like I don't really I I'm not really good with like chemistry or anything, but like. I would hang around with the kids that were making it, you know? So. Yeah, man. You always want to befriend the chemist. They're the one, hey, test this acid for me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this is my friend. He makes acid. <laughs> um, yeah. No. That, don't, don't do drugs, kids. It's not fun. It's not good for you. Drugs are bad. Shouldn't do drugs. At least not the hard stuff. You know, stick to the the mind expanding stuff. You know, if you're gonna do drugs, do the good (laughs) ones. There you go. PSA, kids. Um, From Timothy Leary himself. (laughs) You know what? Fuck Timothy Leary. He really (laughs) fucked it up for for hallucinogens. Um, Did he? Yeah. Ken Kesey and Timothy Leary, they went around on this little parade of just dosing people and like, you know, doing all these big parties. (laughs) And it really what ended up happening is that it made it illegal. It it just uh, it it perpetuated, uh, you know, the the, the hippie movement and, and, you know, drop out and what was it? Tune in, drop out. Turn on, tune in, and drop out. Yeah. And uh, really, it just sort of um, 
because we're just now in the last 10 years starting the research of what psychedelics can do. And, you know, imagine if we wouldn't have had, you know, that big hippie parade. And I mean, it had to happen. Stigmatized. There was, like, well, I mean, and then the, on the other side, you know, in the 1960s, the late 60s and stuff, the, I mean, there was so much like civil rights stuff. There was so much for women. And, and so, so I feel like it had to happen on some level, you know, there was a sea change happening. Um, but what, what sucked about it is that it set back the research on these, these really valuable drugs, which we're just now finding out help, you know, soldiers coming back with PTSD. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like almost curing these people. It's, it's, you know, it's for, for any kind of like victims of trauma, you know, like it's really, really showing to be effective in, in like mentally, Hey, Lori. Oh, <laughs> mighty, mighty. Thank you so much for, <laughs> yeah, don't do drug shrooms are great. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, mighty, mighty, for that gifted sub to Lori. Um, but yeah, it really did sort of set back uh, the, the research in even marijuana, but marijuana was a totally different thing. You know, to- marijuana was something that was made illegal way before LSD or, or magic mushrooms, but these drugs are so powerful and we're just now sort of able to legally do the research and it, it just sucks because there's so much to these drugs that, um, you know, that, that could have been, you know, instead of people going on these crazy SSRIs that, you know, that have different reactions to different people, you know, like sometimes people are on pill. It, it's funny how many, uh, how many mass shooters are on SSRIs at the time of the shootings and stuff. And I'm not shitting on SSRIs because I I started recently taking Celexa and it's been very helpful for me. But for some people, it's not. And so wouldn't it be nice if there was sort of this natural way to help people where they don't have to like alter the chemistry in their brain by taking these crazy SSRIs, which, by the way, you are altering the chemistry in your brain when you take LSD or magic mushrooms or even marijuana. Just saying, uh, but but you know, like to not have to scramble your brains because with this Alexa, I'm having these side effects where I'm having hard cognitive functionality. I'm like, I'm just having such a terrible time with memory recall and just saying words and stringing sentences together. It, it's been very difficult since I've started this drug, but I, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, I just went off on this rant about no, <laughs> about LSD. You're good. I don't know. When's the last time you did LSD? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Am I supposed to like talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> if you don't want to, you don't have to. We can move yeah. on. Uh, um, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Are you like, uh, do you not swear on your stream? No, I do. Uh, I swear. I just like, I don't know. There's certain things that I just haven't really like said openly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll talk about them in like Discord and stuff, but I've just mm-hmm. never really said certain things on stream. But, yeah, no, I yeah. understand. <laughs> uh, you got a public thing to, to you know to care about I, I get it just don't listen to the voice telling you to kill we speak <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I don't have that i don't have that problem i don't have that either <laughs> that's not I a problem think, I, I have <laughs> i hate violence so yeah me too me too i i don't like violence at all i think it's terrible and you know just eh. speaking of violence <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. no, because I, you know, I, I was curious on what you guys thought. Why? I'm, I'm, I still, I'm curious on what chat thinks. Why do you guys think that 
R. Kelly has gotten over 500% raise, rise in, in listening. Man. And I'm just curious because I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it, it's really interesting, you know, that, that he's convicted, you know, like it's final. The verdict is in like, you know, like this is what, you know, as a, as the country's judicial system has decided collectively that this man has, you know, been a horrible human being and deserves whatever kind of punishment. Um, but what would compel people to, you know, after that confirmation, be like, you know what I need to do? I need to step in the name of love. Step in the name of love. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah, baby, he's touching little kids. Like, who's celebrating that? So I'm curious, what, why do you <laughs> think that, that his, his, his uh, listens went up? Personally, I I think probably yeah like I guess what Joyce is saying uh, curiosity people are trying mm. to go back and like listen also like yeah I that's mean, a good I maybe a good I'm one. just out of touch because I never really listened to like any of that like R Kelly shit but like <laughs> do not call um, it shit sir that is blasphemy <laughs> that is blasphemy sir all right all right but I, he's I never shit really he as a person is shit yeah. the music he made was genius god damn it, it makes me mad that fucking i probably won't have to i probably won't listen to it anymore anyway well, same with like fucking woody allen and stuff like i don't i don't really <sighs> listen to his I, I don't watch his movies or anything it's like that. you know it's weird it's weird with woody allen because you know he was like he married he, he like groomed uh, 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 uh his yeah. adopted daughter like that's weird i totally get it Annie, uh, and what's the name of the movie? Annie, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch his stuff. Well, whatever. It, it's just it. I I still yeah. I still I still enjoy Woody Allen's movie. It's just you know there is this sort of Annie Hall. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, I, I'm still into Woody Allen's movies, but you know as he's gotten older, his movies has kind of fallen off. But you know there is this tinge, there is this weird thing where you're watching these movies and you see him like making these jokes about young girls. He, because his movies do, you know, he does make jokes about it and it makes you be like, oh, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I get it. I get why people have a hard time with this. I really do understand why people fucking, you know, can't get behind someone who's done this shit. But, but, but like, for instance, I mean, do you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, <laughs> you really don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I don't really. I it just why, one Anthony Kiedis like I, I didn't even know what you were talking about, but like like because you were talking about it earlier, but like I, Anthony Kiedis's voice just bugs me, and I don't really care for John Frusciante either. So. Oh, fair enough. Do you like Elvis? Yeah. No. <laughs> Let's just go through a whole line of pedophiles. <laughs> Let me tell you guys something oh, because. <laughs> Well, let me tell you some, no 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 because this is part of music man this is part of yeah, our life this is, is part of our livelihood there's a lot of fucked up shit that like, this is what happens let me tell you guys something if you guys want to cancel R Kelly then you better cancel a big portion of the people that you care about the True. Beatles goodbye Beatles goodbye um you know like I, let me pull and John up. Lennon was like an abuser right like abuser he, was, he they all were fucking little girls like it, it's like uh, Led Zeppelin goodbye you know like Jimmy Page goodbye yeah. you know like I'm just saying like we are literally if we are going to hold people accountable for everything they've done in their lives which I'm not saying we shouldn't but if we're going to say that we're taking down their art and they no longer existed and we're going to wipe them off from history, then we got a lot of history to clean up. And a mm. lot of those bands are going to fucking hurt a lot of people when they're gone, you know, if we get to that point. So far, I'm not too bummed out. 
<laughs> Fuck the Beatles. <laughs> but 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 you know it. it, it the the music industry is rife with fucking underage sex like it's not a fucking secret and so you know all of a sudden people are starting to get you know all up in arms which again i'm not against that at all because people should be held accountable for their fucking actions fuck pedophiles but are we going to erase every person from history is that what we're gonna do is that okay i mean i, I yeah, you know i'm asking from question, i'm, I'm know, asking because like, i'm curious is that is, is that what we're gonna do is that okay with you guys i, I don't know i mean it's a hard one to square you know because like i mean you, I, like you're right there is a, a lot of really problematic history jimmy hendrix bye like I don't know what Jimi Hendrix was. I don't know. All what under that's about, like but. underage girls, man. It's all about underage girls. Oh, is that true? Ah, uh, well. But but you got to think mean, about yeah. all these rock stars uh, disturbed. <laughs> I'm not saying that they did, but you got to think no. when you're backstage <laughs> at these concerts, you think they're checking IDs, especially back in the 60s and 70s. You think that's what they were no. doing? No, no. Well, I won't shed any tears over the loss of Disturbed. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying Disturbed did that. Okay, I'm just yeah, no, I no. just <laughs> said a name because it was funny that they're from Chicago. Uh, as long as The Rock doesn't come out as a monster, the world can keep turning. <laughs> also, a lot of I old songs were about sweet sixteen-year-olds. Yes, yes. Doesn't oh, didn't Paul McCartney write that one song? Um, yeah. What? She was she was only seventeen, if you know what I mean, or whatever. And then John Lennon was like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> like, you know, like John Lennon was like, "You're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud, Paul." <laughs> um, just come on, Eileen. Is that I don't know the words for "Come on, Eileen," but is that like a is that a problematic song? Probably. Let's just say it is. Okay. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just, just say it. Just that's throw it in there. Why not? That's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Russell Simmons. Uh, that That's a good one. I mean, Hall of Def Jam. Bye. Should we just say bye, Def Jam? Goodbye, Def Jam. Uh, Russell Simmons uh, did horrible things to 15 women. Bye, Jay-Z. Bye, Rihanna. Bye, everybody who is associated with that. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's getting to the point where it's like, you know what, we're American and America has systemic racism. So if you choose to stay in America, you're racist. So let's cancel America. I mean, it's literally getting to that point where it's like, you're associated with America and, and, and like literally, because if you interact with any, uh, any form, you know, which we do all the time with people overseas is that, you know, being American is not that popular right now. So I don't know. Are we going to get to that point where it's just like, let's just cancel America and everyone that's in it because they are in there and you have the choice to leave, you know, like you could just go to Canada by staying in America. You are perpetuating systematic racism and all the things that go along with it. So well, there's Justin Trudeau isn't really like, uh, you know, he's kind of a problematic. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's right. Jory, you've been canceled. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Let's see. Damn. I'm just going through a list of people who, who need to be canceled here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who any... Oh, Geffen, the guy from Geffen Records. I don't know. I mean, like, wh where, where does it end, Jory? Where does it end is what I'm asking. Where, where should it end? I don't know. I mean, and also, like, so this is actually something I think about 
Because it's like I I have a hard time parsing this whole like navigating this whole kind of line of questioning, yeah. And it's like me too. I don't know. Like actually, do, uh, do you know who John Ronson is? Yeah, yeah, I do. He yeah. he wrote. He's a writer and a journalist, right? Yes, he is. Yes. Um, he wrote a book called "So You've Been Publicly Shamed." Yes. And he talks about like uh, what was her name? The girl who, who flew uh, not flying to Africa, and she yes. tweeted something, and then by the time she got there, she her life was over. Yeah, and like you know, he he kind of talks about that, and then he he went and interviewed her, like and like like man, her life was like ruined. You know what yes. I mean? Like. Like she, she was like dealing with anxiety and like she couldn't leave the house and like Justine she, like, Sacco, 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 yeah, yeah, that's her. Um, and like so, like she, like she, and she said that like she still to this day, I, I don't know, I read this book a while ago, but like, you know, maybe she's better, but like, yeah, at, she, she, at the time when I was reading it, she said it that you know she still couldn't, she still has a hard time like socializing with anybody because like she just has this terrible anxiety you know like yeah she can't drive a car anymore because like you know her panic attacks so yeah no it, it's it, it's a crazy thing i mean i've had I, I haven't had it on that level but i've had people fucking like gang up on me on a couple of different ways and like either on twitter or here or whatever I mean, you hear the way I talk, you hear what we're talking about. It's not always mm. something that people who are on Twitch are like really excited to hear about, you know what I mean? But it's like this is this is like our reality. And as people who live online, as people especially people who make money online, performing online, you know, the idea that something that you posted on your Facebook like ten years ago when you're a stupid kid drunk one night and that can mm. ruin you overnight. Yeah, I think that's 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 a little that's a little crazy. It's to me. it's nightmare fuel. It's it's, it's, like, nightmare, it's nightmare. I mean, like, cause fuel. cause Jory, you know, you're alluding to maybe you've had a little bit of a wild past. Maybe you still have a wild. <laughs> you have a wild present, but I, 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 you know, like, how many times have you written something stupid on Facebook or Twitter or whatever? Sure. Also, like back then, like social media was this new thing. Right. And, like there kind of wasn't like yeah, there was like, no fucking Facebook terms police. of engagement and yeah. like you know, I don't know. Like it's it's. I mean, should you be held accountable for some stupid thing you said when you were twenty two drunk? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, like I. People are getting canceled. For I mean, that. I guess it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum of like what you're saying. I agree. You know what I, I mean? agree. Like I agree. So like you know if like if you're well I'm not, I'm not even gonna say that I don't even want that to come out of my mouth but like <laughs> you're like say it you're like say it Jory <laughs> if <laughs> canceled again but if you're like you know if you're if you're out there like you know like like really preaching about some 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 pretty evil uh, shit yeah prob- yeah evil shit let's call it evil shit then like yeah i don't know i think that that's probably well, a and then, bad and then thing. you gotta say define evil shit or define what sure. what racist is or define it and that's always moving as yeah. well so it's hard but it's to like gauge. if you're like if you hold people accountable for like things that they said in like like 2010 or earlier you know like on social media it's like it's like also like retroactively applying kind of like the filters that we use in our own language mm. now today, like, and back then it's like, people were saying all kinds of stuff. Oh like, yeah. It wasn't even like on our radar that that was like no, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, no. And I, like, I, you know, I've definitely weeded some words out of my vocabulary, like just because yeah. like, 
and and you know that's fine. I'm I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing, but it's like I don't know. To I think like like James Gunn, right? Like didn't that happen in James Gunn? Is that people went back like like fifteen years or something? I don't. Is I don't that know. what happened? Some, yeah. And, well, that's why he got like he's not doing Guardians of the Galaxy anymore or something like that. And um, you know. And uh, so, like, he said some things. I don't know what he said, so I don't want to accidentally defend someone that, you know, said something actually really problematic. But, uh, like, he said things, like, 10 years ago on Twitter, and, and then, you know, people dug it up, and, and then he lost his job. Oh, he said, I like when little boys touch me in my silly place. Is that what he said? Mission accomplished. Gun, gun oh, has man, been a long... <laughs> <laughs> <That's awful>. Joy <laughs> Abner defending pedophiles. <laughs> Breaking news. Oh no! Shit. I, I, I'm just kidding, everyone. No, let, let's let's look at this. This is from Deadline. I, I, don't, I don't. Okay, know. so I, I I would imagine it. There was probably like a joke in there. You know, like I'm sure. I'm sure it was taken out of context. Here's another. Yeah, the best but, thing about oh god, the best thing about being raped is when you're done being raped and it's like, woo, this feels great not being raped. What? Wow. See this. this these are terrible oh. things to say. Okay, these are terrible, terrible, th- terrible things to say. But I don't um, know if he should lose his whole career over it, though. I, you know, I don't know. It's not like he was fucking. It wasn't like he was doing I what Harvey know. Weinstein was doing. All right, Harvey Weinstein was a true fucking demon, and yeah. him saying these things on Twitter a long time ago, and what Weinstein did. I mean, those are two different things, but yet they still suffer sort of the same, you know, outcomes where they lose everything. Which Weinstein should lose everything and go to prison forever. Sorry, go ahead. No, I agree with that. Harvey Weinstein should, like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. But um, what what is this Dave Chappelle thing? I haven't watched his. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> brought it up in the chat. So, uh, Cartagena is that how you say your name? Uh, it's Cartagena, but I call him Cartagena, Cartagena. because uh, it's funny. Um, it's funny to That's me good. to say Cartagena, Cartagena. <laughs> but it's Cartagena. It's a it's a Latinx word. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just know no, that good. he hates that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as do I. Listen, I'm 38% Mexican, everybody. And if anybody calls me a fucking Latinx, I'm going to spit somewhere around here. Do not call me a Latinx. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like a Kleenex. You know how many of my uh, my tias and tios are fucking offended by that shit? They're like, what the? Angry tios and tias. Uh, anyways. By the way, uh, uh, wait a second. What were we about to do? Uh, oh, Dave Chappelle. We're going to unpack this because sure. I, I haven't seen it, so I sure. don't know what happened. It's so complicated but... when holding today's standards and past societal norms because <laughs> how about the dumbass UCLA pr- professor suspended for the dumbass email? Yeah, there was- a, I don't know about this. There's a UCLA professor who got suspended because he wasn't- showing favoritism towards the minority students, meaning he wasn't grading lenient. It, he, there wasn't there. They're requiring a certain amount of leniency towards the the minority students now because education is racist. Um, so yeah, uh, because of white supremacy, we are going to allow our brown brothers and sisters to um, not get a proper education. So that's not that's 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 totally progressive, guys. Let's. Let's go easy on all the black and brown people because they're too dumb to do it themselves. 
I didn't, I'm not saying that as that's what's coming from my mouth, but that's what it shows. When you're going to lower the standards for black and brown people uh, because of the color of their skin, that is fucking racism. I'm sorry. As a 38% Mexican, I would be extremely infuriated if they were fucking setting aside a different fucking grading scale just for me. No, you pay all this fucking money to go to UCLA so you can get a good education just for them to fucking dumb it down. So eh, there's some things I have a problem with with all this shit, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Dave Chappelle and the mess that's going on with that. Dave Chappelle, um, so the biggest thing is that he, that the trans community is, is, uh, is pretty mad at him for saying some stuff. In his last special, he compared like trans genitalias and genitals to like <laughs> impossible burgers and stuff, which, you know, that as a, as a, I can only imagine that a trans person watching that if they if they didn't see it within context and or or even just seeing that I'm sure that was hurtful. There was a lot of things in that special that were probably a little too far. Um, but the points he's trying to make are huge, and I think the biggest point that is being overlooked right now, I mean, right now everyone's just saying cancel Dave Chappelle because of the transgender jokes, uh, but they don't look at it as a piece of work. They only look at it as these little jokes that he says and, 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 and take that out of context. The bigger, broader picture is, is that he's pointing out the, um, I don't know, he's just pointing out the fact that Black people are still sort of eating shit, you know, highest incarcerated, most likely to be in underserved communities, cops, you know. Um, and meanwhile, which I'm not saying that that transgenders don't suffer any kind of harassment at all, because that's I mean, this whole year has been nothing but that. So, um, you know, I, I am not speaking out against any transgender brothers or sisters, uh, non-binary friends nothing i have nothing against you i love you guys uh, it, it, um, i'm only speaking on what dave is sort of conveying i suppose and i'm not sure if i'm even doing this right or doing it justice but what he's saying is that um the the lgbt community has come a long way to the point where we're changing our 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 you know our our language we're changing you know we're changing laws we're doing all these things yet Black people are still facing these still these same old, you know, these same old tropes that they have been for a long time. And he's just he even says in the special, he's like, you know, I'm jealous of the community because they have become, you know, they've gotten so far in so little time while black people are still, you know, taking the dick. So um, it's a you know, I, I see his point. And, 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 you know, like and in a different special even points out how, you know, transgenders tend to be uh, transgender folks tend to be upper middle class white people. And so he's making that, uh, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, this is a white people movement and that's why it's become such a, you know, a moving force. Um, you know, when black people declare themselves transgender, they just get murdered and not saying that white People don't get murdered or brown people who are transgender transitioning don't get murdered. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, I see his point. You know, I see it. Do I agree with it? I'm not sure. I'm still thinking about it. You know, I, I definitely hate the fact that uh, transgender folks are being discriminated against. I don't want anybody to feel discriminated against or feel horrible. Um, 
But there is this other side to where, you know, we look at where black people are and and we look at the LGBT community. And it, it is sad to say, I mean, how many, how many, you know, how many, is there a big flood, uh, overwhelming flood of transgender people in prison right now? No. Is there a huge majority of transgender people in underserved communities right now? No. Um, so, you know, I, I see the point. I see it. Um, so that's kind of where it's at. That's, that's from his side of view, uh, his point of view. The other side is just he's a transphobe and he should be canceled and he's awful. So that's kind of it. I mean, it's been a whole series of him talking about this stuff. Yeah. I think my immediate reaction is like, I mean, I can see, I guess, without seeing the special or whatever, just from what you're saying, I can see that there's probably a point in there. I just, I think it's a little strange that someone would like, you know, that they're, I wouldn't say punching down, but like punching like laterally, you know what I mean? Like at another community or something, you know what I mean? Like that, like, I don't know. Uh, does, that, does that make sense? Like, is that, I yeah, don't know. no, I, I see what you're saying. I think, it, I mean, in, in all fairness, I'm pretty sure he's the one who started it by, you know, making jokes about transgender. Yeah. I think it started with, um, oh, what's the Kardashian people's mother person? Uh, what's her name? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't. Anyways, don't follow it's any of that shit. it's uh whatever her name, the Olympian, the ex Olympian. Um, I I don't. I know. I know her dead name, but I won't say it. Um, but it's uh, a Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Thank you, thank you. I think it started with a joke about Caitlyn Jenner or something, and then it sort of went off from there. So it was like he kind of started by kind of shit talking, and then the trans community came at him really hard, and then so he sort of leaned in as comedians tend to do and uh and and now it's this so you know i mean he it started with him making jokes but he's he's a comedian you know and and i'm a you know i i i am a defender of artists and um i will always defend someone uh even if it's horrible shit that like i'm just a freedom of speech kind of person so whoa what what the fuck just happened um, 21. I, I, I'm, I just, I'm a, I'm a huge defender of freedom of speech. And even if it's speech that people don't like to hear, the problem is, is when you start silencing people, it, 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 it makes, it, it forces people underground and into extremist ideologies. And, um, you know, I, that's what we don't want is extremists running around here. And uh, I, I think that's what mm -hmm. silencing people does. It, it's not like racism just goes away if you just tell – if you just, you know, take them off Twitter. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you took the racist off Twitter. It doesn't mean he stopped being racist, right? It just means that You're they – just went, insulating them even right. more. And, and, and yes, like exactly. And, and Exactly. You're, 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 you're perpetuating his already wrong thinking by saying – It's like they just want to silence me. So – you know, I, I get that there has to be terms of services and stuff for certain platforms, and, and I'm not against that. But for the most part, I am, ugh, I am all about freedom of speech. So I am going to defend that, and and I know it's not a popular defense. You know, it's not a popular thing to defend at all. But I I don't. What the alternative is an authoritarian um, dictatorship, and that's sort of where we're going. 
um, with all of these sort of mandates and, and these excuses for people that you know, I'm not against the, the vaccine or anything like that either. It's, but I'm just saying, like, when you start mandating people, I mean, we're seeing what's happening right now. You're seeing, I mean, Black Lives Matter is protesting again, but no one's covering that. Right. Last year, it was very useful for the president, for our current president. But now it's not because they are all protesting fucking the mandates, the, the, the vaccine mandates. So BLM is active, actively fucking protesting. Freedom to speak what you want to speak. Yes, but it doesn't mean that there is, shouldn't be consequences. So freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. And that's what I'm trying to say. I, I, hey, Bardulica, how are you doing? Bardulica, you just walked in on a, on a good part. We're just talking about... <laughs> Freedom of speech. <laughs> Freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I'm I'm more listening. I feel like I, you know, I. This is a hard thing for me to to navigate. So why? Especially why is it hard? Why? Um, because I'm not sure. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know. I mean, like. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not sure that freedom of speech is a good thing. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, you know. It's also like it's hard for me to weigh in on any of these things because it's like you know it's it's not my lived experience. So I. You know, I kind of don't have, I, I don't have the, the, the credentials, I guess you could say. And I, I would don't, say I don't that feel like I have the credentials either. It's not even just that, like, you know, I'm not saying it's like, oh, people have said that. It's like, I don't feel like I have the credentials. No either. horse in the race. No horse in the yeah, race. Well, well, I mean, as an artist, I, I think you do. That that's not necessarily what I'm saying. It's not, I'm not saying that I don't you know have a dog in that fight. Like because I think that yeah, definitely. Like when it comes to like artistic expression and being able to, um, I'm just being able to say what you want to. I mean, like l l listen to Frank Zappa. Like, you know what I mean? Like Frank Zappa wrote songs about like Eskimos jerking each other off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, like so, it's it's and it's raunchy and it's crude and mm -hmm. that's kind of part of it. Right. Um, back to George, he's like, no, <laughs> just no. But I don't know. Like, it's 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 not even that. It's just that, like, you know, I I just don't feel like I am a qualified opinion about the matter. You know what I no, mean? I, like, I, I understand. I, I understand. Yeah, that's cool. Now, when it comes to like being able to, you know, write music or you know express things in art it's different you know but when I, it comes I, to safe things to talk about i'm all about it <laughs> 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 no look i get it and i know that this is not a comfortable type of situation or a comfortable nah. conversation <laughs> at all and i'm sure this is not what your audience was expecting and no, it's cool, man. I, I'm I'm here for i'm here for the conversation well, i just like, you know i'm not yeah. i'm not you know i'm not trying to hold you down and get you in a gotcha moment so like you know that's You're a perfectly fine. okay answer by the way is like i don't know dude like i'm just yeah. a musician uh, because but i mean like the thing is that i feel like um i just feel like these as as artists uh expression is being is being suppressed right now and as artists that's what we do is express ourselves so mm -hmm. the fact that expression is being suppressed is a is a problem for me again i, I i'm not i'm not one of these guys who are like freedom of speech that means you could just go and yell the n-word in the streets no but but because there are consequences to these things but i am one of those people who is like well people have a right to express how they feel and people have a right. And if they're doing it legally and nonviolently, well, then I don't, you know, I don't have to support what they say. It's just, 
you know, I support mm-hmm. that they can say it as 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 an American. So you know, yeah. and that's kind of how I feel about Dave Chappelle. But we can move on. I, I'm sure you, that's cool. Yeah, no, I just I also like I was just asking because like I haven't seen the special, mm-hmm. so I don't know. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know what he said. So have you seen I, any of his specials? That was news. Um, I mostly have watched clips of him because mm-hmm. I think he's an awesome storyteller. Yeah. Um, like uh, the one that I watch a lot is where he talks about. Um, he tells a story about how, like, uh, how he like lost the like, like what happened with the Chappelle Show. Essentially, mm-hmm. is when he talks about that, and you know, he talks about how like he saw this like uh like this game um what uh what was it. I, I don't remember. It was like Monty or something on the street. And then he realized that like when he got screwed out of his money, like he got conned mm. that he realized that everyone that was around the game was in on it. And he said that, and then the guy almost beat him up and he learned a lesson about that. And mm. he kind of like took that story and transposed. It's like when he's signing contracts and stuff like that, maybe they're all in on it too, yeah. just like that game. And I was, I don't know. I think about that a lot. Like, and it's, I think he told, he tells that story really well. So yeah. No, it, and like, so he when he asked people to like boycott Netflix and stuff and all that for like don't watch his special like and then he got his rights back. Yeah, you know what for I mean. The show, like, he yeah. Finally got paid for the show. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no doubt. Anyway. No, well, I, I mean, yeah. he like the thing is that he's he's a pretty prolific comic and he's he's gonna mm-hmm. say some shit that pisses people off. And again, there was some shit in the new special that I was not. Cool. It wasn't funny with me, and I was just like, uh, "Damn, Dave, why'd you gotta say that shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Why are you gonna say shit. that, Dave? You didn't have to say it like that. You could have said it a better way." But again, uh, this is this is America still, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to sound like one of those like this is America, goddamn it. But <laughs> no. you know, it's, it's I, I do fundamentally think that you know we did something right just in the fact that everyone wants to be here and everyone steals our culture, everyone steals our music, everybody fucking, you know what I mean? Like we, we, we fuck it. This has been the most productive and strongest, you know, country to ever exist. And, and it was born out of the idea of democracy. And it's like, I, I think that's special. I think that's real special. So to say, you know, to be, I don't like this anti-American sentiment because I don't think people are looking at it from um, the perspective of, you know, what people go through in other countries, such as like, if you're gay, you get thrown off a fucking building or you can't drink the water because it will kill you. So, you know, uh, yeah, other countries, there's still slavery, like China. Hey, Uyghurs. Um, so, you know, um, it, it, it's just it, it's a it's a it's the 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 connection between artistry and 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 society and culture are very close and when you look at what music has done for any kind of movement uh civil rights you know women's movement you know the the hip, the hippies the the 60s movement i mean even in the 80s the 90s with nwa sticking up for freedom of speech because they were speaking the truth and people wanted to silence them um, because they thought that they were hurting people by what they were saying when they were just expressing the truth. And now when we look back at those records like Ice-T and N.W.A., we, those are classics. Like, no one thinks of those as, like, hate speech. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just very weird to me that now, you know, 
the, the fact that you feel uncomfortable about even talking about it is a problem to me because, you know, mm. I get why you're doing it and I get why mm. you want to protect yourself by not talking about it. But that's a problem <laughs> to me. That's a problem that <laughs> artists cannot feel like they can't s- express how they feel. So, yeah, yeah. it's a problem. Well, I, I, I'm also I, – I, I also uh... – I'm also just not well, 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 well learned. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to judge you or talk shit, man. That wasn't, no, that cool. wasn't you're a good. slight no, against you, brother. I, that no, was you're good. I, I hear what you're saying. And I totally think that that's, that's a fair point. And like, um, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying, but like, just that, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm also just not like, and it's also one of the benefits that I have is like, you know, I, I, kind of don't have to think about it that no much. you know you could just you know, worry about is, your art. i guess probably a, a you know probably not a good thing <laughs> well it, it is a good thing and it's a bad thing because it's like well you got to unplug from this shit because it's maddening mm-hmm. it's maddening and like what if you're just always in what's going on around you all the time then what are you getting done what are you accomplishing but yeah. on the other hand, well, I had to stop watching the news when yes. Trump was president. Man. Oh, I dude! Like I had to stop. I, I like, feel I, you, it was dude. I was going insane. He was a fucking so. maniac. Like he yeah. just made everything worse. <laughs> like, yes, it just he would not shut the fuck up. Like shut the fuck yeah. up. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, it's just it's just uh, the bad part about not paying attention is the fact that you know you wake up one day and and we are under a, an authoritarian regime and all of a sudden we are uh, we are you know what we've always feared we would be. Yeah, I hit a point where I couldn't listen to the news anymore for a bit. I feel you. Rockstar yeah. Angel, I feel you guys. I feel you guys. I feel it so much my wife hates it when I'm like, my wife hates it. So I feel you guys so much. I feel you guys so, so mm-hmm. much. And I don't blame any of you. All right. So we're we're reaching the end of our show anyways. And, and sure. I do want to bring this back to music. And, and okay. let's end on a high <laughs> point and not this like dreary... <laughs> Awful fucking present day reality. Um, so Cartagena wants to know how dare you, Cartagena, try to <laughs> use your points to turn, change the subject. Uh, the stream, the, the Supreme Court has backed free speech 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you write songs? That's what Cartagena wants to know. Um, well, first I get on Twitter and I look at who's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're writing about Dave Chappelle. All right. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I mean, it's it's kind of like a process. Um, mostly it just starts with me like sitting with the guitar and just playing like I have this bad habit where like I can't like leave my guitar alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so it's yeah. like if it's sitting in the corner, which it always is, then I always, then I just end up picking it up. And uh usually just noodling around and then a melody will pop into my head and it starts usually as like um gibberish, like just kind of singing gibberish like into but my But it's like a melody like though. A yeah, it's like to a melody. Yeah, but you're like yeah yeah i get it i get you and then like a first line like a a line will like pop into my head or something and that's like the first line usually and or like a hook or something and then you know from there it kind of spirals outwards and then it's this long grueling process of sitting and drinking and (laughs) 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 oh yeah well i mean you got to get it done you got to get the work done man this is the hard work here yeah 
So that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the long and the short of it, but you know, some, it, um, you know, do you build your own beats some, and stuff? Do you like, do you pre- yep. like when you're demoing stuff, are you like building beats and you're, and it's usually mostly just, you know, I just play with the guitar mm. and, you know, from there, everything gets recorded and like kind of arranged after that, but it usually just starts with the, actually there is a song that I did do it in a different way. Um, that, that song, the new age that I think mm. you played it already. I did. That, that song, I just kind of started making a song in Ableton and mm. then I was like kind of digging it. So I started writing some lyrics for it. Um, but that was like weird process. Like that was backwards, you know, that it usually is completely opposite. It's usually the lyrics are first yeah, and then everything else comes with it. Yeah. You, know? you have and that- sometimes oh, go ahead. Oh no no! I want you to finish. I hate Zoom uh, for this reason. Oh, <laughs> uh, the latency. Yeah. yeah it's like, nah, nah, nah. All right. Please finish with your your thought, please. Um. Yeah. No. It just you know. Sometimes it's it's mostly lyrical stuff. You know. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a, a bunch of songs. Like I have like a whole folder of songs that are just not even done because like the lyrics are done, but the music isn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, like <laughs> I didn't figure out all the chords for it because. <laughs> You know, You're like I just, yet. I got the lyrics done and yeah. I was like, yeah, cool. All right. That's good. And then, you know, that becomes a process of. Well, how do you, how will you write lyrics down without like, you, so will you just have like a melody and you're just singing the melody and mm-hmm. writing lyrics to it and then without yeah. the actual guitar or anything? More or less. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I've been writing songs like my whole life. So it's like that structure, that song structure is like embedded in the way that I think about it. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily need the, the, the guitar in my hand at all times to, to write. Yeah. So it's like, I could, and which is honestly freeing because then you can just sit and think about like the lyrics Mm. and where you want them to go and like, what kind of story are you telling? And yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of that. And then, you know, the other, the other part about songwriting that I think a lot of people probably don't, um, you know, maybe don't talk about as much, but I think it's very, very important. It's like, like trying to figure out like what your, like what you want your songs to be like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, do you want to tell these really pointed, you know, epic stories or do you want them to be like short hooky things or whatever or like like do you care if your song isn't about one thing you know what i mean like do you want your song to be about multiple things like can are you cool with that basically it's i guess it's 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 more so like like what are you cool with you know because like when whenever i write stuff like i used to get in this really bad I was in this really bad rut for a long time where I would write like two verses and a chorus and then I would be stuck and I just couldn't finish it. Mm. And like, and it was because it was like, Oh, well I, I kind of said everything, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, so like that was, that was the, 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 the sum total of that idea that I had musically was right there in that two verses and a chorus, but the song isn't over. You know what I mean? Like it's too short. So I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? So. I, I do. I, I do, man. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I don't. I don't. When I'm writing, I don't think about lyrics or anything. I, I'm because mm. I'm not a singer, but I go for just chords and melody. So it's like it's different for me. But like yeah. for me, songs start on any 
given instrument at, at any given day. So it's like a lot of times I'll start with beats or a lot of times I'll start with a yeah. bass line or, you know, guitar or piano line, something, you know, like it's always, mm. it's always changes for me personally. It's always like this revolving door of how songs get created. But, um, I, you, you, um, so you'll you'll get a, an idea down, and now do you do like because because your music is really cool. I like how you, you you focus in on story and like the story of a lyrics, you know, nice. and it's very, uh, you know, you paint a great picture. You got a great turn of phrase and stuff, but um, you know, like w- when you got the song down and you got it structured how you want, do you take it to like uh, other? instrumentalist or do you do it yourself like how do you get like because you have some full band sounding stuff so like yeah. how do you so you i bring another like, artist how does that go um i mean like so with like piano stuff mm-hmm. like like i i mentioned that like my buddy yeah. colin uh played some keys on uh one of the demos that we put together and um I mean, like, I, I usually, I just, I just went to him because he's a way better piano player than I am. But <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a fake it piano player. You know, I can fake it. I can yeah. play some chords that pad out things a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And then I'll go into like, you know, into Ableton, maybe like draw a little bit with the MIDI to hey, make it sound cooler. <laughs> however, you know? like, however you can get it done, baby. Yeah. However you <laughs> yeah. get, I'm no purist. That is for sure. Oh, for sure. Dude. I, I, and I agree with that too. Like, I think that you should like, however you got to do it, you yeah, got to do get it. Get that, that way. shit out, son. It doesn't matter. Get it out. Totally. Yeah. But like, so, I mean, but for the most part, like if it's just guitar or like program drums or like, you know, bass, like I'll usually just do that myself. Mm. I, there's, there's been a couple times where like, like this song that I have called smoke signals, like I, I literally just hit up my friend. I was like, do you want to play bass on this song? Because i I don't, I was just tired of listening to myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just got him to do it. <laughs> he a really cool bass part and it, it was cool, you know, like, whoa, sorry, lightning. <laughs> whoa, that was, that was the that? thunder? Yeah, it was lightning. Dang, that's that crazy. Yeah. That was loud. Yeah, I saw it flash like right out my window. Like <laughs> it was right over there. That's dope. So, yeah. Has it been rainy for you guys all summer? Um... On and off, yeah. Yo, what up, Ziggy? How are you doing? Dude, fucking, it's been nothing but a fucking stormlands over here. It's awful. It's been like the worst rainy winter ever. Yeah. <laughs> major clapback. Yeah, major clapback. You uh, you get you get all of our storm fronts too. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've had some pretty bad ones. Like we've had a couple tornadoes. Like, oh shit. I'm yeah, crazy. in the city. Like there was a tornado <laughs> that touched down like not that far away from where I live. What the like ripped the roof off of a building and then like went out over the lake damn that's crazy in chicago like Uh, in the city dude last year there was a inland hurricane in iowa that took out like a big portion of like the corn uh um harvest jesus christ yeah inland yeah 2020 was quite a trip but inland hurricane very interesting times we live in Morning climate from change shit. <laughs> climate change. Let's hey everybody. Let's deny the shit that's happening all around us that we can clearly yeah. see happening. But hey, let's there's deny a it. Snowball outside. It can't be real. Like <laughs> it can't like, be I real. Have, yeah. It's not real. Damn it. More oil. <laughs> Pump that oil out. Dump it right into the ocean. God damn it. We don't give a shit. 
Yeah, BP literally just fucking crashed a fuck or no, they broke a oil pipeline. Yeah. Birds are not real though. That no, I will die on that hill. Birds, Birds are, are not real. <laughs> Birds are not fucking real. <laughs> Is that part of the simulation? They're they're drones by the government. There are drone 20, birds, though. I know there are. They're, like they're legit drone birds. <laughs> uh, Netflix issued a statement today starting that they will not be taking down the Chappelle special. Wow. Oh, wow. They made a stand. I guess they were, they were like, fuck y'all. Which, I, you know what, man? I applaud Netflix because they're standing by their fucking artists. Look, they, they knew what was coming out. They knew it and they put it out. Fucking stand by it. If you're going to fucking put out this shit... Fucking stand by it. That's all I can say. People are still watching it, so their money... Yeah, yeah. If people stop watching... That's the thing. If everybody hated it so much, no one would watch it, and it wouldn't be, what, number three or something? I don't know. It's, like, still ranking mm. in the top ten. If people hated it so much, then why is it very popular? It's it's very weird. It's very weird. You know, it's just... It's a strange time. Strange time. So is all these people just, like, terrible transphobic assholes who are watching these? This is it. Is that what it is? I don't know. People love to hate. They do love to hate. Hey, the great unifier is hate, right? Like, That's true. This, this whole conversation has been like big circle, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to. Yeah. But we do have a question from the from, from chat, and I didn't want to okay. get back into the bad talk. You're good. You're good. Oh, I'm good. I know I'm good. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying, you know. It, people can only take so much of that shit, me included. Uh, if you had to choose to cover a boy band, which of the following and why? Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, <laughs> or the Beatles? <laughs> Ziggy and Korea, everybody. <laughs> well, I do cover the uh, the Beatles, so probably just the Beatles. <laughs> just the Beatles. Bro, I would do, you know what, I would do, uh, yeah, Backstreet Boys, um, wait a second, what was a, uh, oh, wait, I want it that way, tell me why, it was that Backstreet Boys? I'm pretty sure that was, was yes, what? that was, that was Backstreet Boys. Funny enough, I bought that album, was it Black and Blue, is that the, the album? I, I bought know. that for my sister when it came out. Back in like 1990, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she like, because she loved the Backstreet Boys. So, yeah. Well, that's nice. That's a nice yeah. story. That's that was one of my first albums I ever bought. That <laughs> <laughs> was Backstreet Boys. Hey, yeah. <laughs> when Backstreet Boys first came out, like NSYNC and like Britney and all that shit, man. They were huge, man. They were monsters. They were monsters. Like, but like in my head, I thought they were all garbage until I was like, <laughs> until like, it, it's so weird because now it's like, I fucking, I love those songs by NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and Britney. It, it's Britney, bitch. It, like, dude, <laughs> fuck yeah. Toxic, Britney. Oh, man. Or Slay. That, that song slay. is actually pretty catchy. Dude, Britney is goes off, son. Um, yeah. I, 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 anyways, I, I, I we, no, you're good. We you're did good. a, we did a, but we, we did a, a big thing on Britney here too. We, you know, we were, we were, we were really. Oh yeah, you cover Toxic. You know who does a good Toxic too is um, Kintsuku. Kintsuku is such a incredible artist, especially that song. I've, I've been meaning to watch Kintsuku, but like, oh, you should definitely. I have it. not been able to catch a stream yet. She streams rather early, so I think I think it's a yeah. little bit past your bedtime, uh, <laughs> or I mean your bed waking. Wake up, my, you, my morning wishes. <laughs> your morning. 
<laughs> your morning wishes. <laughs> um, hold on. I want to. I know we're supposed to end here soon, everybody. Just give me one second. Because I kind of want to just give you guys a little bit. Her original music is incredible, too. But, like, like we'll just play a little bit of this. And she has, like, awesome guitars. Know what's about to happen, son? There's no escape. I can't wait. I need a hit. Yeah, she murders. You give me it. Dangerous. I'm loving it. Too high. Can't come down. Losing my hands. Shady. She's so shady. Dude, She's dude, so that was shady. Insane. That was nuts. Shady ass motherfucker. She is. Oh, I love Kintsuku. She's so good. Um, she was just in a musical. Better than the original. I agree. Um, uh, uh, she was just in a songwriting uh, uh, competition through Twitch Music. And um, she ended up losing. But man, it was between her and the Fantastic Plastics. And it was just like. Man, it, nothing against who actually won, which I can't remember who won, but like it was just, you know, like her performance really stood out to me, and um, she's just always good. She's a friend of the show, also. She's been on the show as well. So, was, um, anyways, so let's uh, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up, and uh, you know, since you love the Beatles, we've answered Ziggy's <laughs> question, and uh, we figured it out that uh, he would just do the Beatles. And so there you go, Zeke. I hope you enjoyed that uh, question. And I appreciate, or that answer, and I appreciate you using the fresh bars uh, for the answer. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Jory, do you have anything, any parting words you would like to leave with uh, with us here today? Mm, parting words. Mm, I don't know. If you, if you like art, keep supporting it. Keep supporting your local art- artists that you like. Um, or support me. Give me all your money. <laughs> no, <laughs> give, give Jory all your money, damn it. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, here's, yeah. here, here's all the links, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I did that, Ziggy. It's up there. I just did it. Yeah. Go and follow Kinsuka. I'll do it again because Ziggy told me to. I do what Ziggy tells me to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there's Kinsuku's link and I put the actual link to this song on SoundCloud. Um, 
Uh, but the links for Jory, his website, his IG, Spotify. So go and follow your boy Jory <laughs> and give him some love. And Jory, we're we're looking forward to that uh, that new album. And uh, you. you know, all the luck with that. And I and I really do appreciate you. You know. Sitting here, being patient, and I hope you enjoyed yeah. yourself. I know it got a little yeah, weird, it was good. It was got a little, got a little intense. But no, I'm, the, I'm here for it, man. I appreciate it. Like, thanks for having me on. And uh, but, and by fun. the way, I think you handled yourself great for someone who's like, <laughs> I'm not really trying to dip my toe in that shit. And you, you, I, you handled yourself great. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I wasn't. I hope you didn't take anything I said to you in in bad grace. Ah. Nothing nah, but respect, nah, totally. man. I really love what you do. I think you're a fantastic artist, and uh, you're so kindly. And I'm looking uh, for. Oh, did I spell it wrong? Plain, just chatting. Okay. Anyways, all right, guys. Thank you again, Jory. Uh, again, I appreciate you, uh, and you have a great rest of your day. And I will see you soon. The audio version of this is coming out uh, as well, but that won't come be out for a couple of weeks. So, there it is. Cheers. Who Thank we raided? Who should we oh, raid? Yeah. Do you know who should we, we should raid? I mean, I don't know who should raid. Let me see. Should we raid? Let's let's look. We have. Oh, we could raid. Uh, let's, let's Cartoon Mind. Ooh. <laughs> Cartoon Mind's on. Oh, Anna's on. Oh, we might raid, or maybe Will. Meowly yeah. Music. Oh, I don't know them. Oh, Mimi, she's awesome. Oh, 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 I do know Mimi. Never mind. What what was the name? Miali, uh, M-I-A-L-Y, music. Oh, do I know a different Mimi? There's another Mimi out there. <laughs> oh, potentially. Sashi Boom. Okay, let's go somewhere new then. Sashi Boom? Is that what we're doing? Macafer says Sashi Boom. Mimi is French. Miley. Raina, never mind. Raina already did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Grab your raid calls. Saturday or Friday, we have Kelly Gates Music, who is another fantastic streamer here on Twitch. And uh, that'll be at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to uh, we are going to uh, see what it's like to be Kelly Gates in in uh, in Canada. <laughs> and uh, I think she's a lawyer, too. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I would usually just raid over. But now I'm like, I have to wait for. If raid if if my mod if the mods raid you can't raid over right away you have to wait for it to run out is that something you experienced Jory or do you have a, a workaround yeah, so, no I, I have no idea I but I also the way I end my streams I usually play out like you know uh, what I mean? so it's oh. like we initiate the raid and then we oh, just kind of oh dude jam we never had you, know. you jam a song oh well uh, it's all good here I'll play you out me yeah you can catch me tomorrow yeah what time you stream tomorrow. Uh, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. There we go, guys. Hey, Jory, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you coming on and telling your truths. Uh, again, everyone, go check out Jory Abner Music. You can find him on Twitch. He is actually live right now. Jory Abner, it's it's twitch.tv slash Jory Abner, J-O-R-Y-A-V-N-E-R Music. And you can also find him on Instagram, Twitter, and all the good stuff. All the links are in the show notes, so go click around and support your boy. Uh, thank you again, Jory. It was a blast chatting with you. And it was mostly, I feel like it was me just talking at Jory. So, Jory, if you felt talked at, then I do apologize. <laughs> I feel like I just was like, I just feel like, 
And it was only because Jory, you know, he was, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but it was very obvious that he was holding back on what he wanted to say and what he was willing to say. And, and that's fine. I get it. Not every musician wants to be the freedom fighter. I mean, when you think back in the history of music and Jimi Hendrix was um, uh, created a, a dissonance between him and the Black Panthers and the black and, and, and factions of the black community because he did not stand uh, for a political cause in which or, or the black political cause that was going at the time. So. Uh, you know, I get it. I know it's different, but musicians don't have to take a stand. They're here to create art, and you interpret it however you want to interpret it. Uh, if they want to say something about social issues, then they say it through their art, and they don't need to say it through just regular speaking and through just talking it out to some fat guy in, in Ohio. So I get it. Uh, I, I feel like Jory does say what he feels through his music, and, and that's where it probably is most comfortable for him. And that's why I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, fuck Jory for not, you know, agreeing with me or, or, or talking freely. Because the things we talk about on the show can get your ass canceled sometimes just by talking about it. So I get it. He's playing it safe. He's a safe streamer. He's a, and if you're looking for a, a wholesome good time, Go check out Jory Abner's stream. Uh, it, not that he doesn't swear and stuff, but he, he it's just, you know, it's straightforward music and and, and he's great at it. So I, I, I completely respect that. I respect people who are just like, listen, I'm all about the art. I, it doesn't matter what I think about anything. It's like I make art. If you want to know how I feel, listen to my art. And I, I, I and so I, I fully support that with artists like just because you have a platform doesn't mean you need to use it for political reasons, you know. Anyways, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Mad respect to Jory. I, nothing but love for Jory um, and and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I got in from New York City, uh, let's see, yesterday around 8 o'clock. We had to get up around 4 in the morning to fly out by six and then get home around eight and then we actually got into our house around nine ish 9 30 actually and uh man that was and then i had to stream a couple hours later so yesterday was kind of a shit show but holy shit the trip was fun we ate so much food um and it was all good food i do have to admit though i've had i had two not great meals and one was at the bronx zoo which even at the bronx zoo it was a crispy uh like a crispy asian like sriracha sandwich which wasn't horrible but it was cold and then and then the chicken tenders were actually good but saucy didn't like them because they were too mushy and i was like it's juicy and tender and he's like no it's mushy and i'm like all right uh, but but that was the one meal. And then the other meal that I didn't care for was the Mexican food that we ordered on our last night there. Look, if you want some good-ass Venezuelan food, if you want some good-ass Puerto Rican food, if you want some good-ass Dominican food, you, fucking New York City all the way, folks. But if you want good Mexican food, trash. Fucking trash and here's the thing it wasn't like that the the quality of the food was bad it was just that the taste wasn't there it was like man if they only added flavor to this this would be good it wasn't like it was bad quality food it was just eh. 
So it, it was a good time. We uh, we went and we mostly just walked around. I did a live stream. So if you want to go to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash we speak English good, you can go check out the live stream that we did uh, from the city. And it, it was a great time. We got to uh, we got we went to Central Park and saw some great musicians, some drum circles. Uh, we saw a homeless man stealing wishes out of Bethesda Fountain, the famous fountain from like Annie Hall where there are people watching, you know, the Jewish cowboy. <laughs> uh, yeah, some homeless dude was in there fishing out dreams and wishes. So that was very fun. And that's on the live stream. You can definitely go check that out. I loved that. <laughs> also in New York, some of the fun things I saw in New York uh rat kingdoms rat kingdom there was a rat that held his ground just for a uh just for a coffee cup lid uh there was a uh, definitely a homeless man dragging a tv down the street down the middle of the street by the way near tin pan alley uh like 52nd street and stuff and uh just just right down the street just and it wasn't just like a like a flat stream television this was like an old like 60s television i don't know if he was going to go like make it into found art or something or if that was his new toilet i don't know but he was just <laughs> down the street it was very uh it was very funny uh, i enjoyed it very much um yeah there it, the subway was fun like the cops don't wear masks but they'll tell you to wear a mask which is very interesting and and the subway is like the uh, the collective of the entire city of like all 30 million people all breathing at the same time in the tunnels it, it's that hot and it smells like that it's like 30 million people with halitosis all going <laughs> in in the in the subway and the cops are telling me to put out a mask but not wear their own mask which I wore a mask. I, I'm not that person. I Trust me. I'm not that guy who's going to be like, I'm not wearing a fucking mask, motherfucker. Although I, I definitely don't. From the science that I've read and seen is the, the cloth masks do nothing. So, like, it's just for us. Uh, it's just for our well peace of mind. The cloth masks do do stuff, right? Like, they do stop, like, big droplets of, of spittle. But air saturation is real, especially when you're locked in with fucking 200 people in a fucking in a subway cart and everyone's heavy breathing. You know, it, it just it, air saturation is real. There's no way to stop that unless you have I, I forgot what the N96, but even that lets trace amounts out or lets some through. So anyways, I'm not a doctor or a specialist. Don't listen to me. Wear your mask. OK, if they want you to wear your mask. Wear your fucking mask. It, it's not that big of a deal until it becomes a big deal you know what i'm saying like until like we get the until we get this shit down to zero and they're like mass vaccines blah, blah, and the, you know like then we got a problem but like for now i'm willing to work with people even if it gives people peace of mind total side note didn't mean to go down that stupid soapbox alley so uh yeah we, we the cops don't wear the masks like some places require you to have a vaccine passport Nobody outside of Manhattan was really enforcing vaccine passports or, or 72-hour testing. Um, it just seems like no one's at the helm there. That's what it felt like. It felt like the city is um, is just, um, you know, people are just, just going on sheer momentum. Sheer momentum. <laughs> like, they're just doing their jobs. Like, just they're just tr barging through trying to get through 
the excite the the terrifying excitement that is you know the 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 daily life of a new yorker so it, it's just i don't know there's just some weird vibe going on man like i was there in 2018 and you know the city was lively it was great but like i don't know it just there was lots of homeless people which isn't anything new for new york city of course but there's just homeless everywhere there's just uh, people sprawled out and the trash is crazy i mean it just looks like people aren't even collecting trash anymore in some of these boroughs and and we got to go to the bronx we got to go to brooklyn we were in uh, a queen we were in astoria and richmond hill i think that's what it's called um and we stayed in richmond hill and oh my god we were like walking around at like 12 at night and my son's just the blah 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 my favorite part and it's just like all i wanted to do is like dude shut up i don't want you to attract any attention because you don't know who's gonna come crawling out of the bushes like yeah children so um yeah, i was very on edge for that but other you know like it was a very very good time um I thought I was really hoping to see a protest. I wanted to jump into a protest and just start raising my fist in the air just for the pictures, of course. And then I was just going to leave. But it would have been so fun to be part of the protest. And uh, <laughs> my wife is like, is afraid of the hood, even though you grew up in the hood. Uh, you're afraid of the hood, but you'll run into a group of protesters who, where there's more of a chance of violence occurring there than just keeping to yourself, you know, walking through a neighborhood. So... You're just asking for a chance of violence. I I just feel like that kind of violence is solidarity violence, you know? Like when the violence is just so randomized uh, in the hood, you know, sometimes it's just some dude's trying to shoot at some guy and you're just getting clipped because some guy is getting shot at. And it's not even, you have nothing to do with that. But if you're in a protest and, and shit goes down and the cops start beating you and throwing pepper spray at you, then you know, like we're in this together, son. It's not just some random bullet flying. It's just like, you're in this, you're fucking, we die, we die together. You know, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. <laughs> There's nothing, I'm not protesting to die, okay? There's nothing that I would protest enough to die. There's one thing when people are arriving on your shore and you need to arm up and go, but protesting, you know, vaccines, I'm not interested in it. My protest at the vaccine is just me talking shit about it. <laughs> Which, by the way, everybody, the vaccines, you know, if you want the vaccine, go get your vaccine. I'm going to take the Tim Pool uh, Avenue on this and say, go check with your doctor to make sure that the vaccines are right for you. I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-mandate. Which is like, now I'm a Trump supporter, I suppose. <laughs> I was thinking of this t-shirt that said, um, I voted for Brandon and all I got was this shirt. <laughs> was this crummy shirt. I was thinking about making that t-shirt. I, I think that would be funny. I voted for Brandon and then have at the bottom, at the bottom say, hashtag, let's go Brandon. <laughs> I absolutely love that the let's go Brandon thing. Look, I voted for Brandon. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just not happy with what he's doing. He's absolutely not a great president. Uh, I just feel like we've gotten the shaft on presidents in these last couple rounds here. I mean, I know Obama has his problems, you know, took away a lot of our freedoms, killed lots and lots of brown people with drones and stuff. But, you know, like, I, at least he had a veneer of, 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 of competence. 
You know, like he had a veneer of competence. Even if he was incompetent, I mean, I don't think he was incompetent president, but I, even if he, that's what people perceive, he seemed like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Joe Biden, he's sitting there doing the cornholio, uh, fucking stuttering over every fucking other word. And then you hear fucking, like, I hear my friends say, he has a stuttering problem. He's fucking 80, bro. If you're 80, you're going to stutter and forget where you're going. It's like, well, when I'm 80, I'm not going to be trying to fucking run the, the most powerful country in the free world. So, <sighs> just a mess. Just a fucking mess, everybody. And New York is a is a is a huge reflection of what a mess that that we're in. So I don't know. I had a great time. Um, it, it was just a. It's just a weird place right now, man. Like the whole world is just crazy right now, and New York City is such a hotbed of of insanity right now. So I don't know. I'm not trying to talk shit about New York. New York is, is a dope-ass place, but I'm glad I don't live there. And I'm sure they're glad I don't live there, too, right? Like, oh, we don't want you. You know, it's, that's fine. I, it's, I've grown accustomed to quiet and and no traffic. And uh, I haven't grown accustomed to shitty food. That, that sucks. But uh, at least here, I was just talking to my therapist today. I was like, you know, at least here where I live, we have, like, room to grow a garden. If we needed to, you know, if shit really goes down, we could grow a garden, uh, you know, like there's woods so we could technically hunt if we needed to. My buddy hunts, you know, he brings me meat all the time, like venison. So uh, I would just be like, let's go hunting, you know, but but then again, every hunter in the state is going to be out trying to hunt for meat and then that's going to dwindle quickly. But all I'm saying is that you live. I live far enough away from people where if I had to, I know enough on how to grow food and take care of myself that I could probably get by. But you have to have a piece of property or something, you know, that's not in the middle of chaos. And, um, you know, we're kind of out in the country in the suburbs, so it's not bad out here. So anyways, now I'm rambling. But that was a quick overview of my New York City trip. Um, there was some there's some other stuff that i'll probably go over on the live stream but uh that's it for now i gotta i gotta do other stuff now so i love you guys i will be back on friday with kelly gates on the audio feed and then on the live stream is real ramen comes on and it is our halloween special so dress up yeah that's right you're, you're gonna have to dress up just to listen to this episode <laughs> all right guys be good to your fellow human beings hj's for everybody i love you guys peace